another episode of the go home show i'm jordan here with my boy nick what's going on guys we're back and we're here to tell you about the whole week of wrestling and what a week it's been there's been a lot going on this week there's been a lot of news actually uh start with some news from the land of the rising sun new japan pro wrestling had to cancel their best of the super juniors tournament which sucks because last year that was one of my favorite times of the whole year, honestly, what that match between uh, Shingo Takagi and Will Ospreay last year in the finals of that was crazy. That match ruled. Which I think is is to be. I feel like it's to be expected, but yeah, it's always still sad, still a bummer. Definitely, and they also went ahead and uh, postponed the Wrestle Dynasty show that they're going to have at Madison Square Garden. So that'll be damn. So that's moved until next year. Also, I was actually going to try to go to that one, but I in think New I'll, York. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to go next year, too, because it's around my birthday. So definitely going to try to make it out to that. But I think it's definitely the right move for them to postpone that. I don't think they really had any other option. But Right, definitely not. Still kind of not disappointing, but sucks that we don't get to see it this year. Yeah, but like like you said, it's to be expected. And I don't know. I don't know the state of the rest of the world, but I wouldn't be surprised. If they canceled the rest of the year, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. I guess we'll see. But also another thing that happened. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that happened this week was on Takis Jericho, the Revolt, formerly known as the Revival, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. They were, they talked about everything. They did you get a chance to listen to that? I did not. I I spoke to you about it, and um, I know you said some things. And it always seems to be before wrestlers go to i don't know necessarily always aew but whenever they come out of wwe they always happen to be on Talk Jericho Jericho. podcast yep. they always do a great episode like moxley was great yep um, Brody lee yeah, was a really did, good episode too yeah yep what did they talk about they talked about everything they said <laughs> it just it's kind of funny they said that they when they first asked for the release it was only like 14 months into them being on the main roster which is <laughs> barely a year so after after they had been on the main roster, then they asked for their release. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So they saw the, they saw the writing on the wall long yeah, before. They, they, yeah. they said they weren't happy with the way they were booking the tag team division, and they were getting booked well. Not, well, they were getting the titles and title shots, yeah. but they, out of the tag team division in WWE hasn't really been booked well in a very long time. But yeah, they said that they wanted to wait until they got their title push to ask for their release because they didn't want people to think it was just because they were losing or any like right complaining type stuff. So, which I respect. It's definitely, definitely they, smart. They said that they didn't care about the titles because the titles at this point didn't really mean much in the WWE for tag teams. And not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Unfortunately. And they also went on to talk about who, now that they are, haven't released who they want to wrestle like in the, rest of the landscape and they had mentioned mm-hmm. a lot of teams the north who i love uh ethan page and josh alexander they're in uh, impact right now 
great okay. tag team. They're one of my favorite tag teams out right now. They also mentioned uh, Finn Juice. New Japan, oh, nice. David Finley <laughs> and uh, Juice Robinson. Yeah, that'd be a great match. Yeah, Gorillas of Destiny, they mentioned. It's Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. It was just recently uh, May 3rd, Bullet Club Day, so that'd be right. too sweet. <laughs> that would be. They mentioned the, the Briscoes, which I that match would be amazing. That'd be a hard hit yeah. match. I think they would have a very physical match. And then, of course, they mentioned what everybody's been thinking of, the Young Bucks. That that feud's been waiting to happen for three, four years, and I think right. We talked about that last week. That I mean, that that's pretty much covers all the great tag teams outside of WWE. Which yeah, definitely. I mean, who else, and we talked about this last week. But who did you? Where did you want them to go? AEW, obviously. Or? Yeah, definitely AEW, or at least yeah. just like eventually AEW, or maybe they just do a thing where they they hit everywhere before they go to AEW, but I think AEW is their final resting place. I think that's yeah. the perfect place for them to go. That sounds like the Undertaker, brother. <laughs> hey, if they get to <laughs> AEW, they're going to rest in peace. Oh! So, hear me out on this. All right. They go to AEW, okay. and this isn't, this is more like, it's not a, it's more like a one-off type yeah. of deal. They show up with Cornette. Oh man! AEW, <laughs> I think people would lose their fucking mind. <laughs> it, it, there's no way that's gonna happen because <laughs> never. That'd be crazy. I that would be they, great. I think they need to put them with like Arn or Tully. That'd be money. Yeah, I'd love to see him with Tully, but when you we got Sean Spears, I haven't seen Tully, and this might be because of the pandemic and maybe yeah, his health. He's like seventy. I haven't so. seen. Him. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> you might rest in peace, brother. I hope that. I love Tony. Totally. But yeah, it was I think I think no matter what they do, they're gonna set the world on fire because the matches they had in NXT, they were killing it. The matches with DIY, the match with American Alpha, yep. they were so good. So I think with with the chance to do something crazy, like even that match they had a year maybe not even a year ago like with the uh undisputed era red dragon that match rule too when they went down to nxt for the yeah. one show so i yep. think the chance to actually work the revolt is about to set the world on fire i think they got out right right in time too oh yeah if those, right uh, pic- did they talk about those pictures that were released oh yeah they definitely did and he said that's real they said that wow yeah that, that that's what vince pitched them <laughs> It's good shit. God damn, pal. <laughs> I was listening to <laughs> We're gonna put I, lipstick on you, pal. I was listening to the Arn podcast and uh Conrad asked him if he'd seen it. <laughs> and Art said no, in the way that uh Conrad described it was some Aladdin shit. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> For sure it was like Aladdin. <laughs> yes it does. Yes it does. That's funny. That was really funny. But more about AEW, I don't know if you saw this, but they got fined $10,000 from the Maryland uh, Athletic Commission. Right. This was for the pertaining to the full gear pay-per-view, correct? Yeah, it was about – the main case was about the Moxley-Omega match, the lights-out match they had, which is like the death match type match. And apparently Maryland right. has some weird rules where they can't have blood or foreign objects in professional wrestling matches. <laughs> And it's very weird. I feel like sometime in between 
whenever the, that commission who he was from WCW, right? What was his name? Oh, well, Chris Cruz. Oh, that's oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, former uh, WCW. He was the snake. Yep, he's he basically right called the commission and said, "Why aren't you getting on AEW about all this blood in this match?" <laughs> he just ratted him out, basically. Which is which? If crazy. you look back, oh, make that. I'm pretty sure they used. First of all, they the they pulled out all the stops. Yeah, the match they went crazy. through the sign. They did the tra- the barbed wire trampoline, but I'm pretty sure the trampoline the barbed wire was cut. Yeah. Which I'd rather. I'm sure they would rather, and I didn't mind. You know, uh, it still look cool. Not- <laughs> yeah, it still it's, look cool. And they didn't end up like Sabu and Terry Funk, where Sabu remember Definitely. that match where you don't Sabu's want that bicep like was hanging out. Uh, Terry nasty. Funk basically won the match because if he didn't, he would die. Basically, yeah. <laughs> or no, it was a Sabu who won because what? they were so intertwined in barbed yeah. wire. Yep, that's just, what it was. They had to cut him out. Yeah, out. <laughs> wow. yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah, definitely not. Wait, it's I, so weird that that's I, a thing. It's it just seems so territory. It seems so old school. Exactly. Like it's 2020, and they're getting fined for blood in a professional. And they was they weren't even bleeding that much. Like, they, yeah, they, they. I'm pretty uh, sure it wasn't real blood. I think they were bleeding a little bit. No, but... uh, they were definitely bleeding like from the his back and his like oh. shoulders and stuff. But gotcha. the the like Dustin match, <laughs> Cody, that was blood. Right. <laughs> was that that was that the same night? No, that that was a double or a double or nothing. But I'm just saying that's oh, okay. the comparison between those two. <laughs> that wasn't even a right. bloody match. <laughs> I guess it's just state by state differs. Yeah, I guess so. But I think Chris Cruz needs to get out of here. <laughs> he needs to shut up. He's the six nine of wrestling. <laughs> that's a great comparison. <laughs> great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, we had the uh, go home show from Raw before Money in the Bank this weekend and. It was an interesting episode, I'd say. There was the whole first hour, damn near, was the uh, last chance gauntlet to see who was going to get the last spot in Money in the Bank. Did you catch Raw this week? I did, and it was so crazy. They be, they had Bobby Squashley out there just <laughs> going running through the Raw roster basically until he got to what Shelton Benjamin maybe no, I think got it was... a offense. I think it was Umberto who he got disqualified against. I think it was either him or Tuzawa, one of the two. Because he pushed the no, it was Umberto. He got shoved to he shoved the he shoved the ref and he's like, "You're out." Ref didn't even sell it. Didn't didn't even take the bump. Yeah, he was like, "All right, that's it." (laughs) He went into business for himself. Yeah, (laughs) the ref did. Yeah, (laughs) but it ended up being the last two was Umberto and AJ Styles, and AJ pulled it out and he's in Money in the Bank now. Yep, this was the first time we've seen AJ since he was buried alive in uh, the boneyard. <laughs> yep, <laughs> after he cut him from him, he's like, yeah, I got buried, so what? <laughs> just no-sold it, <laughs> getting shoot. Like, just Everybody shoot. that just got uh, beat by Lashley is thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But I think, I, I still don't know what we're going to get this weekend with Money in the Bank, and I'm, but I'm definitely interested. Yeah. It'll be, after- it'll be different, I'm sure. If yeah. uh, WrestleMania showed us anything, and they're they got no choice but to be different now. Yeah, it could. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But moving on, they had another match of uh, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne against said Ricochet, and I thought this was like a really, really good match, honestly, because Thorne and Vink really showed that they they can go. 
Yeah. And like you said last week, you got Thorne and that team not jobbing, but losing a quick match on NXT, yep. which it's like – and then they go to Raw, and it's like, well, what chance do they have against these – I don't know. Is it? Do you look at it as like it's a? It's not the main roster. They're all equal playing fields. They say that, but like, well, I think I think I would consider they if it's on the they're all on network television. So I would say that it's all the main roster now. True, but and they also got to work with what they've got. I'm sure too. I was yeah. thinking about that. But Shane, but Thorn and Vink actually got the win, which surprised me. Surprising, and it wasn't like also surprised me. It wasn't like a dusty finish or anything like that. They just won. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that was crazy. That definitely surprised me. So I guess you think they're going to run with that feud for a little bit? I think it'll. I think they'll come back to it eventually. But I don't know. Maybe because they, they got one now. They, yeah, they 50, got one and then Fink yeah, and Thorne got 50, one. It's 50 so. booking right now. So we'll yeah. see. See what happens. <laughs> but I, I think Ced, Cedric and Ricochet, like I said last week, they're – they got something there as a tag team. I, I've yeah, seen definitely. them tag before in like PWG, but I think they've really honed in on that right now. So I think that's good putting them together. Yeah, I think it's the best position that both of them could be in right now, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then another tag team match after that. And I thought this was for the tag titles at first, but I guess it wasn't. It was the Viking Raiders against the Street Profits. And I – it really seemed like it should have been a tag title match because they went all out. It was like a 20-minute match, and it was a really good match. And Yeah, this was the – I could be wrong, but I, this could – it felt like the longest match on the, the the show. Besides the gauntlet, yeah, I'd say so. Right, and right, besides the gauntlet. I thought it was really good. And the Viking Raiders got the win, which was – I think I at, at worst, it, they should have had this as a pre-show or something at Money in the Bank. I I would think if they did this here and the Street Profits lose, at least Viking Raiders earn a, a title shot on the pay per view. But there's right from what I've seen, there's no Raw tag title match on Money in the Bank so far, or an Intercontinental either. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Which is I don't. I think they should have put uh, Andrade in the Money in the Bank if there's not going to be an Intercontinental title match on the pay per view. Yeah, I would agree, and and that that's Perfect. weird that they're not because, like I said, you think about they're working with what they got, but these guys are showing up to TV every week, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting, but I thought that match was great. They went all out. Like I said, it seemed like they were fighting like it was a tag title match. So yeah, interesting that it wasn't, and they're not going to get a shot unless it's, they do it on Raw. But I feel like that should, they should have got a pay per view match at least. But yeah. they probably would have got great less. Match. Yeah, they probably would have got less time on the pay per view than they did here, though. So, right, <laughs> <who knows>? true. <laughs> and then after that, they had the uh, little Alistair Beck vignette promo thing where he was just in the dark. Always, so, he's always in the dark. <laughs> he's in the boiler room. <laughs> he says something like, "AJ, I want to let you know. I want you to let me know what it was like to be buried six feet underground." In the dark, his sentences are so like spaced out the way they have him do promos. Right. right. He said, he, AJ, "AJ better hope if he throws him off the roof that he doesn't get up. And if this thing is thrown off the roof and gets up, he better win." That's hard. Do you think somebody goes off the roof? I want Barry Corbin going off the roof. I mean, <laughs> that man out and of that's here. a shoot. 
I'm sure he's a good guy, but I wouldn't mind him seeing him take a bump off the roof for this one. <laughs> we'll get, yeah, I wouldn't either. We'll get into that later. Our prediction section. Yeah, definitely. But after that, they had Charlotte cutting a promo saying she's the queen of everything as always, and Liv interrupted her. And I thought that they were gonna have them have like a a match building up to a feud for something because Liv has been winning on Raw for the past like three or four weeks besides this match and then she's just not on the pay-per-view which is weird to me because she seems like she's been a focus of the show yeah it seems like she's been been getting a push she's been uh beating ruby riot yeah she beat her two weeks in a row i think yeah so yeah that is weird maybe that they're just not ready to pull the trigger on her as but she could at least been in the match i don't know it's weird yeah. she's been God, she's gotten so good though. Like since when she first got to the WWE, she's gotten so good. Like she can go. Well, you gotta th- think too. The three from Raw. I mean, who is she gonna replace? You got Nia Jax, Oscar, and Shayna. Shayna, Shayna Baszler. So, so that that's very true. Yeah, it's just a tough spot then. But I think this match was really, really good. Like both of these two. Obviously, you know, you already know Charlotte can go and. I think Liv has really stepped up in the past few months. She's yeah, I agree. But I just I don't know how I feel about them having Charlotte just blow through everybody on both NXT and Raw rosters. I think she should just be on one because she's just beating everybody everywhere. Right. Which... We'll we'll get to that on NXT too. But yeah, you're right. They she's the queen. I mean, she's got nowhere to go, but uh, she's kind of at a pl- uh, plateau. She won the. She talked about winning Raw title. She's won the SmackDown title a bunch of times. Yeah, she's already beat everybody there is to beat. So yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I just wish they would have let, let Liv run with the winning streak for a little bit more because I think she could have built some more momentum. I'm not saying she won't just because losing one match, but I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, and thinking about it, there wasn't many matches on this Raw honestly because there was only one more match, and that was Buddy and. Drew, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be that was the main event, right? Yeah, and that was the only thing that yeah. was after this that live match. So, and they they had this man Buddy selling. <laughs> he was getting big time selling, destroyed man. He was getting tossed around like a rag doll. <laughs> they have they've made Drew look really good since winning that belt. He's he's looking yeah. like a million bucks, and I I uh, wish there was a crowd there because he would be the most over thing right now yeah i think he would definitely they kind of showed a little bit of that before all this mess kind of happened in the world yeah that with the even before he won the belt from brock that he was over with the crowd oh yeah it's Dude, a the, good change good change of scenery for the, the world title the pop he got when he eliminated brock was one of the best things i've seen in years People it was second won. to Edge's return, I think. Yeah, for sure. Then that, that's hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, it's a very hard to beat. You ain't gonna beat that. Yeah, that it was insane. But yeah, I thought for it being a mostly a squash like type match, I think it was fun. Buddy and Drew they have good chemistry. It seems like. Yeah, definitely. And then they had the run in with Seth at the end too, which <laughs> yeah, he, you can expect. Yeah, he hit him with the super kick, and then Drew gets up and just headbutts he him just in the mouth. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think it's a squash at Money in the Bank, or do you think it's an actual match? I don't know. I I, I hope they let them go for a while because I know these two could put on like a great match. Yeah, we have nowhere to go but up from the world title matches at at Mania. Yeah, they were the same match, basically different people. Much. <laughs> as much as I liked seeing Drew with the belt and being yeah. Brock, they it, 
they did what they could, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But I think I think they, the match at Money in the Bank will be good, hopefully, if they give yeah. it the time that I hope it gets. Same. And, I, and that was Raw for this week. It's It was a decent go-home Raw. I think it was set up everything well for the pay-per-view. And I think I'm honestly very intrigued about this pay-per-view, so I guess they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think this is uh, – it'll be interesting. Let's yeah. put it at that. <laughs> Interesting is a very good word for it. <laughs> it could be bad, it could be good. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Tuesday we had Impact, which was a really fun show. I'm just going to run down the card really quick. Larry D and Ace Romero, who I love. AC Romero, AC Baby. Love AC Baby. Love seeing him in AAW. It's been a while, aside from yeah. COVID stuff. But since the last AAW show I've been to, he hasn't been there for a while. So hopefully yeah. once all this over he uh, comes back because I saw him get – he had a physical match with Josh Alexander. You were there, actually, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> they were slapping the hell out of each other. That was the – was that the Jim Lyman No, that tournament? was the show after because Alexander was already the champ. So it was like the show after or show after that. Whichever okay. one we saw, Nick Gage against uh, – one of the shows with Nick Gage on it. Okay. But, yeah – uh, Larry D and Ace Romero went against OVE on this show, and they beat him. So that's AC a surprise to me because I didn't even know AC Romero was on Impact. I didn't. Yeah, know. he got signed during that's that awesome. uh, Bound for Glory weekend. They he, they signed him during like one of the shows, which that's was awesome. really cool because Chicago he has a big following because yep AAW. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, and then the next match they had Johnny Swinger lose the suicide. Johnny Swinger's been in t- impact since the TNA days. He used to be in a tag team with I can't remember who it was. But Who's Johnny Swinger? Is he does he wrestle in any other names or it's just been Johnny Swinger? He's been Johnny Swinger for as long as oh, I can okay. remember. <laughs> <laughs> he's like old school TNA. He's he was there and he was just he used to have long. He still has long hair. He's now he's like a throwback is is his gimmick. He's like a '80s wrestler who's stuck in today. Oh, it's hard to explain. Gotcha. He's like a comedy <laughs> character for the most part. Oh, uh, okay. But he lost the suicide. I still I want to find out who's under the suicide mask because I they've had so many people under that mask. <laughs> Who do you think it is? I don't yeah, know. I, I have no idea because TJP's in the company already, like as right. TJP. So, <laughs> and I think that's the last person I thought was in suicide. So, could be knows? doing the could be doing a blue blazer angle, brother. There you go. Yeah. But after that, Joseph P. Ryan beat Jake something again <laughs> with the again. Second roll up grabbing the tights <laughs> oh my god okay this, this man this man something needs to wear a belt or something <laughs> he's burying fucking jake something yeah and another this is what i thought was really cool kimberly debuted on this show she's in impact now which i think is a really good get for impact because kimberly yeah, definitely she's awesome she's been around forever she was pretty sure she was in the may young classic one of the years and they just wwe never went with her but i think kimberly's a really good woman's wrestler and she deserves definitely the contract with impact so I'm glad she got it yeah that was a good pickup by them yeah and then <laughs> they had a really fun, funny segment with the north after this they the north are the tag team champions right now and they're from, they're from canada the north obviously right <laughs> so <Okay>. uh <laughs> they're stuck there so they had this little vignette overproduced little thing it was really funny but they had like a jobber team that they beat but okay. they, they were like yeah we're fighting champions so we're gonna beat we're going to go against the best tag team in Canada. And it was just these absolute jobbers. And they, <laughs> they killed them. It was hilarious. Oh, wow. Jobbing in the North. <laughs> Ethan Page is like hilarious. He has like 
he does a vlog series and he does like all the shoot interviews on uh, high spots and that dude's so funny I'm a big fan of him and the main event was awesome three guys that i really like uh willie mack ace Romero, or not ace Romero, ace austin and chris bay and ace austin's like another aaw staple yep i did catch this match did you yeah i did actually this, this match was awesome <laughs> it was really good all three of those guys can go and they can all move like crazy. So that was your first time seeing Chris Bay. What do you think of him? I thought he was great. Uh, he uh, he can work. He's very he's fitting for X Division for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's not a that's not a bad thing by any means. Yeah. And the, like you said, we've seen Ace Austin Warrior Wrestling AAW around here, yeah. and he's great. Very he's, great. Very he's good. still young too, so he's gonna he's got years and years to get even better, which is crazy. But yeah, Willie Mack retained, still the X Division champion, which I love. Willie Mack yeah. out here holding a belt. <laughs> He's showing showing the world that big guys can work too. Yes, sir. That's all right. But yeah, that was Impact. And then the other thing on Tuesday nights, what we both always love, <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> this week was UWF's Herb Abrams. And this man was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the title of you know they always have like a subtitle to yeah. the episode, and this week was the story of the UWF Herb Abrams, like you said, and then the subtitle was cocaine and cowboy boots, and that pretty much summed up his whole life. It seemed like yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what his whole yeah. life seems like. <laughs> this man was just a giant mark who wanted to start a company, and then he did. And <laughs> but it was. <laughs> from the start a very interesting company yeah he had, he had bruno san martino on commentary which is crazy a huge get yeah straight up and then they, they had a good roster they had paul orndor bob orton dr death they had the dr death cookies out there yeah they were uh, <laughs> to a, uh, on the opposite end of wwf doing ice cream bars yep uwf was doing cookies they had herbie cookies yeah <laughs> They had, yeah, like you said, Bob Orton cookies. And, of course, this was Cactus Jack, too, was here. Yeah, he was out there, too. And then they also had Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Captain, Captain Lou rules. Oh, yeah. Captain Lou is shout out, to, shout out to Captain Lou. Rest in peace. Yeah, for sure. But I thought what I thought was funny is that uh, Herb approached Vince saying that he wanted to promote the West Coast for him. Yeah. And Vince blew him off. So Herb got this crazy idea in his mind that he was going to put the WWE out of business or WWF at the time. He had to be on cocaine to be thinking like that. He was at every point in this whole set episode, it seemed like. <laughs> and that he was. This man was crazy. He <laughs> At one point, they brought in Andre the Giant, <laughs> and then Vince stole him right back. Right. Just to piss off Vince, they bring in Andre, and not long after, they went right back to WWF. <laughs> no chance in that. <laughs> yeah. He said, no, sir, bring him back over here. Definitely. And this was like well past Andre's prime too, which is like. Oh, for walk. sure. He was not. Uh, not doing good at that time. No. But this man, Herb, was just, he was wild. He had a lot of crazy creative ideas from what it seemed like. He was very, very active on screen. Yeah. <laughs> he made he himself He just wanted like, to be seen on camera pretty much. He wanted it to be his show. He was pretty much an in-between of what I can gather was is in between Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman, somewhere can, in between there, that, definitely. but with more, more drugs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's that's the perfect comparison, honestly. It, yeah, there's a lot going on here. I don't want to go too much into it. I think the episode itself 
describes it better than we can because it was just crazy what they did. Right. A bunch, they did like a few pay-per-views. One was Beach Brawl and they, <laughs> they absolutely the botched. <laughs> they booked a venue that they could not sell out even near. And this was a venue that in Florida that Vince was selling out for a t- for I don't even know if it was like a TV taping, a TV taping, or even a house show. Probably, yeah. Was selling out, and they did not do whatever. They apparently yeah. it was the worst selling wrestling pay per view ever. It got like a zero point zero zero point zero one or something like that. Like <laughs> that's like a thousand. That's not good. Yeah, or something like that. That's yeah. They were not doing too good. But this he's. He got too deep into the drugs and he started getting paranoid. He used to like tear pillows apart because he thought they were bugged. And yeah, How, um, hotel rooms that he thought were bugged. The guy was just losing his mind because he's so high on coke, and he was right. He was literally writing checks that his ass couldn't cash. And yeah, he was just always with hookers, always with blow, and it just got the best of him. And they did a second pay per view in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, at the MGM Grand, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How not- did he get this? <laughs> And this guy's out going out on, on camera on the pay-per-view and the show is just falling apart. And he grabs the mic. He's saying crazy shit. Like, let's hear it for the Jews and <laughs> let's party. And crazy shit. This man was going crazy. That show they had Jimmy Snooker wrestle Cactus Jack. <laughs> Which was it's a great match. But then Cactus or Mick Foley takes it up into the stands and it's just no one to be seen. Insane. <laughs> Not even the nosebleeds were filled. Exactly. There's nobody there. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, Herb Abrams died on July 29th, or 23rd, 1996. And the way he died is there's a lot of conflicting reports. That's, <laughs> but he I, lived, he died as he lived, just like, just yeah. crazy stories. But the, the all the reports have, the, have three points that are the same. It all involves cocaine, hookers, and a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> the combination of the three are mixed up in everybody, everybody's different stories, but it all involves those three. And don't we all want to go out that way? I'm good. No. <laughs> I'll me. take two out of the three. <laughs> yeah, that's man. It's crazy. He he went out like you lived, like you said. <laughs> but it seemed like despite every all the like bad business deals, everybody really mourned his death. So Yeah. He seemed to be pretty loved by uh, by the boys and by the people that he worked with in U- in UWF. Yeah, and I think Cactus, I think Mick Foley sums it up at the end when they asked, you know, where do you think he'd be if he was alive? Did if he was alive? Because that was another rumor that he didn't die. He Tupac'd it, and he <laughs> yeah. just faked his death, and he's still living among us. But Mick he's Foley's showing up on NXT next week. <laughs> <laughs> Mick he's Foley says, he says. Uh, they said, where do you think he'd be if he was alive today? He said, in jail, <laughs> which sums it up pretty well. Yeah, that, it was a really entertaining episode, though, because I didn't know anything about it. But Me either. <laughs> I had a great time watching it. I was laughing. <laughs> so. And he had a dog named Koki. Of course he did, yeah. And he had the dog was all white, named it Koki. Big surprise. That man was crazy. <laughs> but next, he had the best night of the week, Wednesday. Yes, sir. And AEW had, I think, the best show they've had in a long time. This, I had so much fun watching this show. I agree. I, I we'll get into the discussion later, but AEW is just, it's just entertaining, and they've made wrestling cool again. I know that's super cliche to say, but yeah, in the '90s when wrestling was 
the in thing. If you didn't like wrestling, then you weren't cool back in the nineties. I think it's getting to that point again. AEW people are talking about it. People yeah, are watching definitely. it. Younger, yeah. younger people. Yeah, there's that one rapper I can't forget. I forget his name, but he has the songs about like the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was, oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name, but shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to him. <laughs> but the <this> show started <laughs> off with I what I thought was a really good match: Joey Janela and Cody Rhodes, and they were beating the hell out of each other. There was a picture after where Cody had like a black eye and like Janela had posted a picture where he was like beaten up too. Like they were, they were laying it in. It was a really good opening stiff. match. They were. And I think for their fo- first live show in a while, for them to start out with this match, I thought it was great. It's the first time we've seen Janela in a while too, isn't it? Yeah. He, I'm glad he's back because he brought that man Nasty Leroy with him. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> Who? Nasty Leroy. You didn't I see missed it? that part. I missed that. They, so Janela goes up for an elbow and they pan to the crowd and this dude who so Janela's been doing like nightly uh, Instagram live videos with fans he'll bring a fan in or something okay. and one of them was this dude Leroy who's been on it every night since then and he's just this like this dude who's just like a big fan and he's just it's nasty Leroy he's, okay. he's, he's got a bunch of gimmicks one of them's Jeff the Rebel <laughs> but okay. But they they panned to Leroy and he does like a dance <laughs> and then Janela hits his elbow. What the fuck? Shout out to Nasty Leroy. Shout out to Nasty Re- <laughs> Leroy for sure. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. That's funny, yeah. He's bring, was, bringing his people with him. I fuck with it. Yeah, it was sick. But that was it was a good match. Cody went over with the crossroads, but they showed a lot of respect after they Cody reached down and shake, shook Janela's hand after, and I yep. think. They had really good before chemistry. the match too. Yeah, yeah, they had really good chemistry. I thought it was awesome. And then after they had this uh, video package for the women's division, which I thought was like a really good way to not repackage but catch everybody up since Nana's been gone for so long about what happened, how she got the belt, and her current contenders. And I, I thought it was really good. They, they always do so good with like video packages. It's always like killing it. Always killing it. And the voiceover, I don't know who they got, but. He's different. He sounds good. He's got yeah, a definitely. Voice. definitely. It makes it sound like uh, you know, big blockbuster match, like it should yeah. be important. And they we got the like you said, catch up on almost like the number one contenders right now at the time. Sheeta, Chris Statlander, and then they threw Britt Baker and Penelope Britt, Ford. Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, and then of course Nyla Rose the champ. Yeah, it was awesome. And then <laughs> Nyla came out and killed Kenzie Page. Oh no, yeah. This was uh this this started about as quick as it ended. Yeah. Kenzie Page actually I saw her work AAW a few Really? She uh she's only like eighteen or nineteen. She she's definitely the youngest person who's wrestled on AAW or AEW. Oh, wow. So shout out to her, but she got killed. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. She did the job and then some. She <laughs> Nyla won with two Kevin Nash jackknives. She hit, she hit her with like she just lifted her up and threw her. Didn't put her down. She just dropped her. Kevin Nash style. And then she then she finished it off with a beast bomb, the Liger bomb for the finish. And she Nyla's a beast, man. She she's definitely crazy. She's I think like they said in the video package that match with her and Riho was definitely the best women's match in AEW so far. AEW so far. I agree. I think they have a lot of matches they can have with her as champ. I think the belt's right where, where it needs to be. Yeah. And ju- this is just my opinion. It should have been on her from the start because she's, like you said, a beast. 
Yeah. <laughs> who can you talk? I mean, who can talk? Who could even go against her at this point? Who do you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely. I think if they build Chris Stat back up, she could do it because I love Chris Statlander. I think yeah, she- I liked their match at Revolution. It started out a little rocky, but I really enjoyed the rest of it. You well, know, Chris had the flu at that show, so she had the rest oh, of the Oh, wow. Like that's the- right. That's right. You, you, I think you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. She had the flu game. <laughs> hey, she did better than I would have I, I would have done. Yeah. Even without the flu. It was it was a good match. Like, I think Chris could come back and get that belt eventually. Yeah. But I think Sheeta is somebody they need to run with too. But I, I don't know. I don't know if Sheeta should beat Nyla right now. I, yeah, it's hard to call because they're pushing they seem to be pushing pushing Britt Baker with these promos and yeah. vignettes. But Sheeta is undefeated. Not undefeated, I don't think, but she's been on a major win streak at least. That's, that must be what it is, yeah. But so either I, way, yeah, it was. I think they've got a, their women's division in a good spot right now. I would but, agree. But after that, they had an the am- best part of the night. <laughs> an amazing, uh, an amazing pro role from MJF. This dude, he's so good. Like, what else can you say? Exactly, he can do no wrong. You give him a mic. And he kind of talks about that in the promo that he's compared to Ric Flair. He's compared to the rock. He's compared to all these wrestlers and he's just, you know, he's, he's MJF and healing it up. And he's just, I'm my, I'm myself. I'm not sure. I shouldn't be compared to these other, these old times. Yeah. And he said, there's all these guys saying they're the next big thing when they're 30. <laughs> I was right. like, Damn. And he's yeah. like, I'm 24, 23. And I'm not even the next big thing. I'm the big thing. And I was like, he's not wrong. He's he's not. He's, he's shown that. I thought it was kind of funny. They had like the, the green screen behind him. Right. I, I think that perfectly plays into his gimmick though. Cause like his whole thing is he's like this like super rich dude living it, living it up. The but Burberry like, scarf. Yeah. And it's like very tongue in cheek though. Cause like, he, there's the green screen and you can see that it's a green screen because he has right. to come in and move the chairs behind him and everything. I think it's, I thought it was really funny. I think he's just so good. He can do no wrong. He does the comedy. He does comedy, but he, it goes right up until a point where you still take him seriously. Yeah. It's, it's like really strange. Cause I don't, I think the only person who does that right now, as well as him is Jericho and Jericho has been doing it forever. You read my mind. I was about to say the same thing. Cause, because they both do comedy up to a point, but I think heels should have a lot of comedic timing and things like that. Because it's hard to be like being an asshole is funny sometimes. So <laughs> yes, or getting your comeuppance can be funny sometimes too. Exactly, gets to shine. Exactly. I think this promo was adjacent or esque of Shane Douglas in ECW. Oh yeah, I obviously was actually... without the swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but Shane Douglas, when ECW went from Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship Wrestling, Shane Douglas had won the title at the time, and yep. he gives some somewhat of the you know the somewhat of the same promo of, uh, I've been compared to the Dusty Rhodes, the Ric Flairs, the the Funks, and then he goes full heel and says they can all kiss my ass, and he throws the, the franchise. Up. He goes, I'll be, <laughs> he goes, I'll be damned if I'm pass the torch he goes i'm the one that starts the torch it's just it was it was like of that great promo yeah, both were great promos definitely Man, i love shane douglas that dude i do too love that he guy can, he's 
underappreciated, I think. Oh, for sure. Underrated. For sure. But speaking of good promos, they had one of, I think, what one of the best things Sean Spears has done in this promotion because this next promo I thought was really good. And yeah, I like, can I just say, I think it kind of hints at what you were talking about last week, a little bit. With the um, Cody kind of. Yeah. See, I, I think they're like slowly, like, because AEW does a lot of long term booking, and I think they're slowly planting the seeds. I think it's. Might kinda, be right. I think it's cool. But Sean Spears was like cutting a promo on how Cody didn't throw in the towel. He's like, yeah, I have a little brother, and if I was seeing him getting destroyed like that, I would do anything to stop it. And, but you just ran out and took the towel and didn't let him throw it in. Did you really care, or do you just think you're the only one that can carry on the Rhodes legacy? And I was like, oh, he Plant, he's planting the seed. Yeah, I think I think they might go with that. And speaking of Sean Spears and MJF, after these both of these two vignettes, they had a hilarious <laughs> segment at ringside with uh, Shivani Shivone, if you will. Right. They uh, <laughs> they're just talking back and forth, like just telling each other how great they are. <laughs> yeah, how the other one is, and how great. Just typical heel stuff, and yeah, they're they're putting Shivani in on it, and they're still they're gambling on the matches again. It's just great. Yeah. It's just good shit. And they, of course, announced that. I see. I thought originally they were announcing that next week it was going to be Jungle Boy. And MJF, but I guess it's going to be a double or nothing. Yeah, so they said, he's, Sivani goes, so not only are you in action next week, and Mac's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, okay. then, and then he goes, but you're also facing Jump Gung Boy at uh, double or nothing. And then MJF does a spit take. <laughs> yeah, where he's, <laughs> what? <laughs> and the look on Spears' face had me dying. <laughs> they, that, that whole segment was just hilarious. They did. They have really good chemistry, MJF and Spears. I think they they work together really well. Yeah, I do too. I would love to see Spears doing more because ever he did the chairman thing when he yep. busted Co- Cody o- open. I would love to see them do more with him. Yeah, definitely. I think he has a lot he can do. He he. Cody said he was just a good hand, but I think he has more than that to him. Right. That's why I got his wig split. <laughs> <laughs> And the next match, they had Frankie Kazarian going against John Moxley, and this match was stiff, man. They were. <laughs> they this were was like, a good uh, Matt esque uh, yeah. wrestling match, and this is Kazarian's first single match in AEW. Yeah, he, and he he showed that he could still go because he his he was mostly a singles wrestler until he teamed up with uh, Daniels down the line. But he yeah. can go, man. He still he looked like he never missed a step to me. He looked great. Do you think slowly but surely they feed? Uh, see, I don't know if they. Oh, yeah, maybe they. Do you think they start feeding SCU to Moxley until they get to Sky? I think that'd be cool. But next week they have. I guess we'll talk about this in a second. But they have Brody Lee versus Chris Daniels. So I don't know. Oh, okay. Hmm. But I, I thought this match was really good. They went like what 15, 20 minutes, and it was. It's, it seemed long, yeah. And it was a competitive match the whole time. And, and they both looked really good. Like they did some brawling on the outside, a lot of mat based stuff. Like you said, it was really good. And Moxie won with the paradigm shift. And I thought, I thought it was a really good match, but after the match, the dark order comes out and they just start jumping Moxley and they had Preston Vance. Number that 10. Was, that was the shirtless guy. Yeah. He was out there looking jacked. <laughs> Beautiful spine buster. Oh yeah. He hit him with a crazy spine buster. That was like, Arn Anderson-esque. I don't want to yeah. 
besmirch the name, but he, it, it looked it really did, good. Yeah, it did look good. <laughs> and then they had Brody Lee come out, and he starts cutting a promo about how Moxley, he's heard that Moxley's a reasonable man, but unfortunately, he had something that Brody Lee wants, and he wants the belt. And he challenges Moxie for a title shot and he throws the mic down to Moxie and Moxie just starts laughing. He's like, dude, all you had to do was ask. <laughs> then he just boots him in the mouth. Right. Very Bertie Moxley. Lee. Yeah. Brody Lee just kills him with the a boot to the head and they start jumping him again. And then Brody Lee steals the belt. <laughs> yeah. He just takes the belt, walks off. And he posted on Instagram. I don't know if you saw this, but he posted uh a, belt, a picture of the belt and it just said the capture was nine tenths because uh, possession is nine tenths of the law or whatever it is. Well, there you go. Well, he's got it. So we're getting Brody Lee against Moxie at double or nothing. And I think I think that could be really good because that's going to be Brody Lee's first match outside of WWE where he can actually like show his stuff. Yeah. Everything else has been mostly squash matches. And I think I think they're going to I think they're going to beat the hell out of each other honestly. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think they're going to it's going to be a brawl for sure, but I don't know. The, I like Brody Lee. I like him getting a title shot. The promo was a little bit clunky for me. Okay, but, I can see that. But, like I said, it could get better. It could get worse. Hopefully this title match shows that he's going to get better. I think it's going to be too. I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think once Uno and Grayson are back, it's going to be they'll be at a full well-oiled machine. Because I think him him having uh, Uno to promo with, like them two talking together, because Uno is like a really good promo guy. So right. I think once they have the combination of them two and not him having to carry the load as much, I think it'll get better. That's true. Because they haven't been on TV. They haven't been... Yeah, because they're stuck in Canada. So Right, yep. But I, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be really good. And speaking of really good, Brandy Rose cuts a fire promo on Jake Snake Roberts. She has this little invet, uh, vignette, and I, she was just saying, talking about how Jake's been talking about her all these weeks, saying all this stuff about her, but she's not going to be the damsel in distress. She's not going to be, uh, what did he call her, um, Bill's Monica. Or <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? She said, I'm Brandy Rose. I'm the chief brand officer. And you better keep my name out of your old mouth. <laughs> Damn. Shots and, of Jake. But I, I think she might regret it that after this. Cause I think so. <laughs> they had this man, Quick Trip Marshall. I don't know if it, that's what QT stands for or not. But QT Mar- <laughs> You think it stands for Quick Trip? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> this match was kind of a quick trip for him. It was. He got yeah. worked. It did. They had Lance Archer destroy this man. Everybody dies. Speaking of everybody dying, Archer killed this man, Jason Cade, at ringside on his way to the ring. Yes, he did. <laughs> he always <laughs> seems to take out one person in that like little cheerleader crowd over there. Yeah. Because in New Japan, he would take out all, one of the young boys around the ring every time he came out. Him and Suzuki just chasing the yep. young, young yeah, boys yeah. around. He learned it from Suzuki. He's, oh, he's shit. carrying the Suzuki goon name on. There you go. <laughs> but he killed QT Marshall, man. <laughs> yeah, he did. QT went for like a like a dive over the rope, and he just catches him in a choke slam. <laughs> he, was, he was getting in a little offense, and then right when he was about to make a comeback – that's when Archer just cut him off. It was he great. Was like, he, he, he was like playing with his food a little bit. It seemed right. like. Yes. Which I think Archer does a lot. And I think it's so good because like it makes for a match that's not just a squash, but you can tell he's still in control at the same time. 
Yeah, and he's still getting a push as a monster, as a yep, big man. Exactly. So he kills QT, one's with the, the EBD claw, everybody dies claw. And then <laughs> Britt Baker, she's out here just, she's a heel against everybody. She jumps to guardrail and DDTs Brandy, <laughs> rolls her in the ring, Archer drags her to the middle of the ring. And then this man, Jake, comes out with Damien Jr. I Damien, popped like <laughs> Damien the fifth, I think, at this point. Yes, <laughs> something like that. Mask popped, and all. He had the he had the quarantine mask and yep. everything. I popped huge for this though, because I did not expect this man to come out with the snake. And he did. And this was as old school as it gets for oh, sure. Oh yeah. He lays a snake down over her and then he like goes in push-up position over her. <laughs> <laughs> it gives a little bit of a dry hump. <laughs> I don't think he did a hump. It was just like a little it was just a push up position. Been, yeah, it might have just been an old man trying to he's still trying to prop himself up and it looked like he was <laughs> a little wobbly, but a little bit of grinding going on. <laughs> but this man, Jake, I think it was like perfectly uncomfortable, which is what it was Definitely. supposed to be. It, I thought it was really good. It was I'm really surprised Cody didn't come out. Well, they explained it on commentary that uh, since they're at the Jaguars thing and they're social distancing, they take golf carts to the locker room. Oh, so I see. he would have been he would have had to go and turn into the Flash to get there in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he would probably miss that on the. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see seen like the camera cut. You see Cody hauling. <laughs> <laughs> He's hauling ass on a golf cart. <laughs> that would have been hilarious, but I can't, they can only yeah. have one golf cart. Yeah, per I was night. about to say that for show. We'll get to that. He would have got some heat from Matt Hardy for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, they announced the casino ladder match for Double or Nothing for the title shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. This was kind of uh, over the budget. Was this a kind of over the budget thing or is this is um... – I think it's just because they can't do a battle royale right now. And they Double or Nothing, I think every year they're going to have something where they have like a multi-man match to get a title shot later in the year. So – I think a ladder match is a great way to do it because the people they have in this company, a ladder match, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But good, it's be good for us, bad for them. Yeah, who do you think is gonna be in it? I, I'm thinking, I'm hoping at least. I want Darby in it. I want Janella in it. I want. Yeah, who would who's who's able to go with Moxley right now? Because I'm just assuming Moxley yeah. wins double or nothing, retains. Who could go against him right now? Scorpio, maybe. Oh yeah. Oh man, this could be. Oh, that is. That'd so, be his time to shine right there. All right, Scorpio, Darby, Janela. Say, let's say they do a six man, and who else do they got? They got so many people. Maybe uh, QTs in there just as a not a jobber, but just yeah. Man, I don't know. The, well. throw, throw Orange Cassidy in there. Just cause that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I could see that one of the best friends in there. Dude, Trent. Trent. Yeah, I would like Trent in there. I think. They they got a lot of options to make that a really fun match. So I'm excited for that, definitely. Oh, could they get the no, they can't get Lucha Bros by then, right? Or Pac. Well, I don't know. Phoenix is apparently on dark this week. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well. So I don't know. Maybe this man snuck across. I don't know. He's if you're gonna have a ladder match, you gotta have one of the one of the two Lucha Bros in there. For yeah. Sure. And throw Sammy G in there too. And it'll be Sammy G. Yeah, oh, yeah. Somebody from Inner Circle, you gotta have in, them in there. Uh, that's gonna be great, man. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And then they had the uh, Taz interview, well, I guess you could say interview, <laughs> with Darby right. Allen, and he's like, yeah, what happened last week? You pinned yourself. <laughs> Darby Congratulations. You pinned yourself. <laughs> he just looks at Dar- and Darby just looks at him, doesn't say nothing, and walk away. <laughs> and Taz tweeted like an hour later, I was just trying to help, man. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, I can help you. I can help you. Yeah. And then he, he just walks off. It was, it was odd. I don't know where they're going with that. Is it just to show, like, Darby's not doing well with, with the loss? Kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes, but I don't know. It's kind of it quick. It was quick and a little odd. But yeah, definitely. But Dar- Darby's quick and a little odd. So That's true. <laughs> That's true. But last thing we had on this show was the main event. And this match was one of the most fun. I think this is one of my favorite street fights I've ever seen, honestly, because this <laughs> it was so fun, man. <laughs> There's a reason this went out last. That's for sure. This match rule. They had it was the sex gods, which is the <laughs> sex gods. <laughs> that, move, that name is so hilarious. That's definitely a Chris Jericho name. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's Jericho and Sammy G against Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy. And this match ruled, man. It they, was a great match. Let me right off the bat. As soon as I start, um, and, and maybe you can shine some light on this. Sammy Guevara and Kenny Omega come out dressed like, they're on the same team. They're wearing blue jeans and a cutoff shirt. Hey, it's their street fight wear, bro. That's the street <laughs> fight wear? Okay. Yeah. You, I'm fine with that. It's the street fight wear. You know, back, back in the day, it used to always be the street fight. Dusty used to have the, the blue jeans and the cutoff for the street fight. That's true. Oh. Like it's, okay, that makes sense. Maybe they just didn't want to get their tights tore up or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just the street fight. They got to look like they're ready, ready to fight on the street. <laughs> Torn up jeans and... Knee pads over the jeans. I always love to see that. It just looks so stupid. It's so crazy. All right. Well, that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But on the way to the ring, Jericho has a baseball bag. He's just walking through, and he walks past Pineapple Pete. And this man, Pineapple Pete, takes a swing. He's, he's, he's had Jericho. It. He's had it, bro. He's done with it. This man, well, who pass- is Pineapple Pete? Hey, Pineapple Pete's that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Duncanson. He's got he's got a match next week. He's, he's oh, wrestling Jericho. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, sir. It's gonna be great. Jericho's sure gonna get his revenge. Nah, Shook Duncan's about to go crazy on this. <laughs> no, movie. don't say it. Yeah, he's gonna have to. <laughs> but I thought they they started off this match hot, man. They they were going crazy. Matt Hardy hit a Splash Mountain in 2020. Splash Mountain's like the uh, the um, Razor's Edge into the Liger Bomb. Yeah. He hit it on Sammy G, and it looks so good. I haven't seen him do that move in forever. I got, yeah. I got really excited about that. I was I just talking saw, about that. He hit a twist of fate in there, too, didn't he? Yeah. He hit a yeah. twist of fate. He hit a bunch great. of side effects. And his side effects were looking great, too. Dude. Side he, effects used to be a great move. He, he was looking good, dude. He was yeah. like he looked really good in this match. He, he hit a dot, like a splash off the ladder. Went back to 1999 with it. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to go leg drop with it, but I'm glad he, I'm glad he didn't. Because yeah. God, yeah. you know, he's taking enough bumps. But if the twist of fate and the side effect aren't his fin are those his finishers? What's his finisher then? Biting their face off. Oh yeah. I don't know, but it, it, he looked really good. And and then from there, after the splash to the table, they basically just because after the splash to the table, I think he went for the pin and Hager pulled out the ref, and from there they just started brawling everywhere. It was on from there. They they went through the whole concourse of the stadium, and dude, there is so much that happened. Jer- Kenny kills Jericho with the wet floor sign. It thing literally Bro, I like, mean, it exploded, exploded on his back. On his back. I didn't know if wet floor sign could break like that. Either he hit him so hard, I was like, "Gee, 
<laughs> he, he laid it in. Yeah, that was crazy. Then Jericho grabs the cone, puts it on his head, and still goes like, <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> really the stupidest thing when it was so funny. That's what I'm saying. It's where the heel does some heel shit where it's like, of course, where it's like funny, but it's heel shit. Like, it works. Baby face. It would be like that's kind of stupid. That's goofy, but, but Jericho, he can get away with it. He's a, he's a, he's a he's pretentious. He's a prick. He's Jericho. He's great. It was so funny, man. Then uh, they Kenny. I think it, it's Kenny who hits Sammy G with like a power bomb into the um, like the grate, like the steel grate on the side. It was like a door, like a like I don't even know what to call it. Like the, the slide down doors. But, oh yeah, yeah. What they cru- they they crush one of the young bucks with it. Yeah, 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 a few yeah. Months back. yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what to call that, but he th- he threw him into that security. Yeah, security yeah. pull down door, garage door. And I love that they had the whole roster just following them around, filming it. Did you see? I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if I sent this to you, but Britt Baker posted a whole video of her live, like <laughs> following the match. No, I <laughs> saw Chucky T, and that was it. She she was walking around and she was with MJF. At one point, MJF heals World Star. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it was so good, man. But the best part of this, man. Oh, I don't know the best. Well, before I get to that, actually. So one point, Jericho throws Matt Hardy to the back before they start brawling on the concourse, and he turns from Damascus into old school Matt Hardy, and that's when he started pulling out the side effect right. and everything. That's right. I totally forgot about that. He they hit him and he went backstage as broken. Yeah. Comes back out as Hardy Boys. Team Extreme. As, yeah. yeah, Team Extreme. Matt Hardy. So he, and he switches personalities. Is what I'm guessing as yep. well. Okay. Yep. And then <laughs> at one point they put him <laughs> first. He tries to put Jericho in the ice chest. <laughs> Jericho comes out with a twenty bag of ice and just kills him. With it. <laughs> you know that didn't feel good. Hell no. It's probably hard 20- as hell. <laughs> And then they throw him into the, the um, ice chest. And I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> but later on, he pops out and he's Damascus again. Oh! <laughs> and- <laughs> broken brilliance comes back. And, then and he- this motherfucker jumps on a golf cart. <laughs> and what does he say? Document my actions. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Because he's like, try- you, can- you can tell he's trying to buy time. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out how to start this thing or yep. put it in here. <laughs> so he just, which is great because he he does it. He does a great job of yeah. buying time. And <laughs> he looks up and just goes, "Document my actions," <laughs> <laughs> which is such a stupid thing to say when they're already so stupid. <laughs> so funny, man. But he first he runs down Jericho with it, and Jericho goes. I could tell Jericho from the bump. He was like, quote that he takes. He's like, nah, I, I ain't doing I, it. <laughs> I ain't doing the job to the golf cart, brother. But they t- then they turn around. They oh, hit a no. U-turn and they start chasing Sammy G. He picked up Kenny. <laughs> he stopped to pick up Kenny. Yeah, he stopped to pick up Kenny and Kenny's like hanging out the side pointed at him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they chase down Sammy G and they kill this man. This dude. I mean, they literally. Were, they were hauling, bro. And they hit him. <laughs> he took it to the mouth. <laughs> He like bounced his head off the windshield. It was it was ugly. It was ugly, but it looked insane. It was okay, I guess. I thought it was hilarious, man. I I was dying that whole time. I was thoroughly entertained for sure. And then at one point, Kenny goes on like one of those cherry picker lift things. Yeah, scissor lift. They they set up a table, and I think they were trying to put Jericho think, through it. I think it was Sammy. It's Sammy, and then they he reversed goes, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, Hager pulls Sammy off the table. And then <laughs> Kenny is like, what, like 10 feet in the air, 15 feet in the air. He just does a moonsault off of the scissor Huge wheel. Huge moonsault on the, co- on the concrete. Like, yeah. it, it could have gone very bad, very this quickly. It's crazy, but it looked it beautiful, nuts. dude. It looked, oh, my God. It went as well as it should have, that's for sure. Yeah. And then Kenny takes uh, Jericho over to the turf. And puts him up in the one wing angel position, and then Santana Ortiz come flying off the field. They just start out of nowhere, which I I didn't think they were there because I hadn't seen the whole show. But I was from the really fifty good. yard line, Jets yeah, they, they were hauling, and then they stop it, and then the whole inner circle attacks uh, Kenny and Hardy, and then they go for the uh, group power bond on both of them. And the one they did to Kenny was, or not yeah, to Kenny on top of the golf cart. Yeah, the, the sound it made. There's no <laughs> way it felt good. Like it hurt so bad. And then for the finish, they all pick up Kenny and Jericho hits him with the Judas effect for the win. And I, this match was so good. And the way they went off air was amazing. So they, yeah. so the concourse there, I guess you, it leads directly to the field. <laughs> to and, to where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. It's connected yep. to this arena. And they're standing on the field, basically, flipping off the camera. And the Jacksonville's giant scoreboard in the background has the Inner Circle logo. And it was perfect, man. I thought that was, like, that's a money shot right there. That's one of the best shots that AEW has had so far, I think. Jericho and Tony Khan's – well, probably Tony Khan's whole family, but Jericho and Tony Khan's dad yeah. seem to be in good friends because he let him borrow his brand-new – uh, car, GT, yeah. <laughs> right? Then they, he's letting them use the stadium, kind of like it's, it's crazy, man. <laughs> they, they, this it was so good, man. The only thing that would have made it better was as soon as they put the middle finger up, if pyro went off, like that's what I thought was gonna happen. Definitely, I thought that was gonna happen. Been, dude, that would have been insane. <laughs> I thought they were gonna go more out in the field too. I thought they were gonna, I don't know. I think do, do something the, off the field goal post or something. <laughs> Kenny does the moonsault off the field goal right? post. Insane. That'd be crazy. <laughs> But I thought this was this was an amazing episode of Dynamite, man. I had so much fun watching it. And that seems like every week. I just it's such a fun show to watch, man. It seems it, to be a common theme of just being just thoroughly entertained every week. Yep, entertained. That's a great word for it because I there was nothing on the show I didn't like. I loved it. <laughs> it was yeah, it was great. And moving on to the other show on Wednesday nights, NXT. There, this show was. Interesting, I'd say. There was some really good stuff on here that I think, but it started off with Johnny Gargano and uh, Dominic Dijakovic. And the whole, well, first of all, Johnny Gargano has a new theme song, R.I.P. Rebel Heart. Right. That was the, was that Paramore? (laughs) Probably. It sounds like it. (laughs) It sounds like Paramore, but. Yeah, for sure it does. But this whole match, it seemed like was Dijak just destroying Johnny. (laughs) He was just. Being that out of them most of the time. Yeah, and as much as they're pushing Johnny, I'm glad that this went the way it did, so it didn't. Yeah. Barry Dijakovic. Yeah, definitely. Still made him uh, a monster. Yeah. So. Johnny had to take off the turnbuckle pad and reverse a power bomb or something into the turnbuckle pad for him to get the win. He hit him with the. He made uh, Dijak eat the temp the turnbuckle after the pad was removed, and then he did his little slingshot DDT for the win. Yep, with and, Can- Candice LeRae came out with the distraction to help, yep, too. Yep, And it was fun. I think I'm, – I'm not too sure how I feel about the direction they're going with Johnny and Candice yet. I think Candice last week looked better than Johnny did this week, in my opinion. 
I think so too. And like like you said, I don't know where they're gonna go with this because they're talking about oh we're gonna take over NXT as a couple. Yeah. But I don't see Johnny winning the title anytime soon, and I don't see Candice LeRae winning the title anytime soon. So yeah, definitely not. So I guess we'll see. But somebody who I think might win the title, Imperium. Ooh. They they cut a little promo on the tag champs, and I don't know. They officially challenged for the belts, and I think it might. I think at the end of the night they did accept the cha- you know um but yeah it's going to be it's going to be next week yeah so, so we'll see you think they'll win you think they get the belts even if they don't win it's going to be a great match man that that's going to be a barn burner for sure yeah yep. that's that's going to be awesome i hope they don't do like a weird finish where they like i hope it's a decisive finish either way yeah but the next match they had was uh Akira Zazawa against Jack Gallagher for the Cruiserweight Interim Title Tournament. And Tozawa won. He's 2-0 now. Yeah, they're I, pushing him in this in this tournament. And yeah. At the end, he gives up. It's a, it was an okay match. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it was a decent match. Nothing too crazy. It was pretty standard. I don't so, really understand Jack Gallagher's gimmick. He's yeah, we, tattooed and that's it? Or Yeah, I guess so. Because he's not yeah. a gentleman anymore. He's heel. Yeah, he's just a guy with tattoos. He's just a guy with tattoos. Just like one of us. <laughs> that, ain't one, that ain't enough to get over, brother. But, yeah, I yeah, think you need to get over. Uh, Tazawa, yeah. Tazawa gives a promo to Phantasma, which is that who he's facing next week? It, it must be. Yeah. I, I would say, I would think so. I think that might be the only person who he hasn't. Yeah, he's 2 0, and Phantasma hasn't lost, I don't think. So it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it was a decent match. And then the, after they had, I thought the next match was really weird. Zia Lee against uh, Chelsea Green. I thought it was weird. Well, first of all, I, I'm going to say this. Zia Lee's strikes always look really good. Her kicks are crazy. Yes. They, and especially in the empty arena, they, they come through. It sounds loud. <laughs> yeah, but, she can she can go. And she, you can tell she has some type of mixed martial arts background as well. Oh, yeah, you well. can definitely tell because it's smooth. And I love strikes. her ring attire. Yeah, definitely. But this match, it was just weird. Aaliyah comes out for some reason, and she's just standing there, and then she interferes. Yeah. And then Chelsea Green wins with, like, a really sloppy, I'm prettier. Uh, yeah, I thought the same exact thing. It was just odd all around and kind of botched a little bit, I guess. Yeah. When I say botched, I mean that with all due respect. Cause yeah, definitely. You're doing, you're doing miles ahead of what I could do. Yeah, it's just... Aaliyah came out to distract Zaylee, and then... She ran off scared after she helped her, kind of, yeah, I guess. Was, it was just really weird. After she helped Chelsea Green? Yeah, it was very strange. I'm not too sure what I think about it, but something I do know what I think yeah. about is this next. Oh. oh, my God. This Killer Cross entrance, man. So Wait a minute. good. Not Killer Cross. Yeah, hey, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Carrying Cross. <laughs> The same Parkway Drive. <laughs> this is the only bad part about this. What he's he's about to talk about is they change Killer Cross's name to Carrion Cross, which yeah. makes him go from just uh, what he actually looks like to making him look like uh, me wrestling out there. So <laughs> it sounds like it should be me. It looks like him. him. So. Yeah, <laughs> he can't do this. Entrance is probably the best entrance in WWE right now. It was amazing the way it starts with like scarlet on the ramp and they have like the phoenix thing or whatever it is vulture behind there and like it flies in and then it gets to a point where it looks like the yep. wings are on her 
and then the wings just disappear. Yep, and the I fog machine's them. going. Oh my God. Yep. It's so sick. And as he starts walking to the ring, Scarlett gets me in front of him, starts lip syncing, which I found out that it's actually her singing and talking on the song, which I think is crazy. Oh, really? I think that's awesome. Yeah. A rare rare appearance of an actual wrestler singing in their own theme song. Man, I swear to God, Big Show used to be like, well. I thought that was. We him, always man. used to think that wrestlers sung their theme song, and she's actually doing it. So that's yeah, good. So it's shout out to Scarlett. She's from Chicago area, so we've been seeing her for years, and she's great. Oh yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> I think that the fact that they have her singing the theme and then like lip singing it on TV, so oh my god, it's so cool. I thought it was. It awesome. got over, and I think it was the it was the most talked about thing from the whole show. Yeah. Uh, Yep, from the whole show. It was like music video-esque, but not too corny or anything. And the way that they had the smoke still lingering around the ring during the match, because it was a short match, I thought it was awesome. And speaking of the match, this man kills Leon I don't know if that was on purpose or... or I don't know, but it looked cool. (laughs) He kills Leon Ruff, man. He just murders him. He has some of... Killer Cross has one of the best, like, side toe suplexes, like the side little... Like backdrop driver type suplex. Bit. Yeah, it's like a Tazplex, right? Sorta. Of. It's like a like a side suplex, but like he brings it around in like a driver type of way where it's like mostly head. Gotcha. Oh, it it looks so nasty every time. It looked rough, no pun intended. But yeah, yeah. Leon, <laughs> Leon Ruff did the quick job there. He got work. He got tapped out with the uh I don't know what they called it actually, but it was just like a chokehold. He choked him out and it it looked, they made Killer Cross look so good. Yeah, the match was about as long as the as the intro. Entrance was for sure longer than the match, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm very okay <laughs> that's with that. That's all right. I'm, they I'm made, fine with it. It's not a complaint. They made this man look great. And a- after the match, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, <laughs> after the bell, all you hear is Tom Phillips says, say, Karrion Cross is the damn devil. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. He, they made him look He's like not. he looked crazy. And moving on to something that I don't know what I felt about this EO and Charlotte match. I thought the first half of the match was really good. And then Charlotte gets hit with a move and she just goes outside and grabs the kendo stick and hits her with it just because she didn't want to wrestle anymore, I guess. I I don't know. It it was like you said, it it started good noticeably. And I think they talk about this. There's a height difference. Yeah, Charlotte's got about a foot, six inch to a foot on Io Shirai. Yeah, definitely. Which, nah, you know, that don't really mean anything, but that's the first thing I noticed. And she has a great boot out of the corner where. Oh yeah, Io, that was awesome. Io is going to go for that corner where she lifts her, lifts herself up in a handstand that comes down with the boots into yep. Charlotte, and then when she, she said, came down, Charlotte got the boom. boot up. <laughs> and not long after that, it starts going a little weird. There it starts getting a little. I don't know. Yeah, just it, it, I guess it kind of fell apart to me, and then she, the finish—it just wasn't a finish. She just gets herself DQ'd, which I don't understand because the match on Raw it was even more competitive than this, I'd say, and she went all the way and beat Liv Morgan, and then here she just she, Io gets a little bit of offense in, and then she just decides to get DQ'd. I, yeah, and Charlotte goes full heel, even though Io kind of Io Shirai kind of fits the heel part a little bit better i would yeah. say but charlotte yeah. went full heel and she starts attacking her knee 
And then and Rhea Ripley comes Rhea, out. Rhea Ripley comes out for the save. So maybe they're setting up a, a triple threat. I I, would I don't know. I don't know. But it, the way Rhea came out was kind of weird too, because nothing really happened. She just came out and Charlotte like ran away. It, it I don't know. It kind of it kind of fell flat to me. Well, if it sets up a triple threat, that would that would work in the challengers favor because it can't yeah. be a dq yeah definitely and i think that match would be awesome so i'm all for yeah, that definitely. so I'm hopefully definitely for that too hopefully that's where they're going with it but a match that i thought was really really good even though it was a short match was kushida versus jake atlas this match was awesome they it was maybe seven minutes of that but it was they were going full force the whole time it was crazy this this one point where kushida's on one side of the ring and he sees Atlas about to go for a tope, and he runs around to the other side of the ring. And, and while in full stride, Atlas does a somersault, gets back up, changes directions, and hits a tope on the other side. And I was like, wow. <laughs> it looked so smooth. The, these both two, these guys are my favorite in this tournament. I don't know about you. Yeah, I love both these guys. And I think they had really good chemistry, and I'm pretty sure it had to be the first time they wrestled. So it was really good. Yeah. And the finish, I always love when Kushida does this. So Atlas goes up top and jumps off for – I don't know what he's going for, but – Kushida catches him in midair with the arm bar and comes down with it. And, oh, my God, it looked so smooth. Smooth. And, uh, the whole match was super smooth. Even yeah. when the, he did a uh, Atlas – no, Kushida did a front flip out of the ring and just sounded like he took the full smack oh, yeah. he, he, on the outside he of the hit ring. He hard on that, yeah. I forgot about that. But, yeah, that was – it was a good match, man. And Atlas, it really was. This is the best match of this tournament so far. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I definitely think so. And it was quick, but they did the best with what they, the time yeah, that was had. given. Yeah, and Atlas ended up tapping to the arm bar, but it, they both looked so good in this match. But Kushida and Tazawa are the only two that they're two and zero in this tournament now. So I, I don't know unless they throw a swerve in there. It seems like that might be the final because it seems like that who that's who they're running with for the most part. Yeah, I thought I pick, I picked Drake Maverick to go to go all the way, but I'm thinking it's gonna be Kushida more now. I think Kushida's winning. I think I think Maverick's actually done, and they just used it as a storyline to get to make something, which is unfortunate, but very unfortunate, <laughs> very very unfortunate. But after that, they had a Finn Balor promo. Which, what did you think of this promo? I liked it. I like. I really like the recent kind of shoot promos he's been giving, where he kind of yeah. jabs at certain things since he's been back in NXT. Yeah, and definitely. he just kind of calls out whoever he got attacked backstage. Yeah, like last week, I think it was. Yeah, last week, and he's he just calls calls out like whoever attacked me next. You know, last week the next challenger won't get a push; it'll be a squash, which I love. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> who knows? I think what they did next to set up next week is going to be awesome. So next they had Cameron Grimes against Denzel Dijonette. In like a, it was basically a squash match. So basically, Cameron Grimes tries to go for the cave in, which is like a. I love that move. By the I way. do too. It's so sick. I do too. It's it kind of like brutal. the. Fin, it's kind of like Finn's. What's his move called? Like the the coup de gras. Coup de gras from the but top rope, like, but he just stands. It's just a standing. It stomp. looks so crazy every time because he just takes his feet and just right throws him down. But he goes for it to start off the match, and the dude moves, and then guy tries like two moves and then gets reversed into the cave-in for the finish it was probably like a four move match but right which i think they've done really good by grimes when he's been on tv because he's won most of his matches i think 
Yeah. And then after this, they finally give this man a microphone because if I don't know how much you saw of Trevor Lee on the Indies, but that dude can talk. Yeah. He can, dude, he's so good on the mic. I see a lot of him in AAW mostly. Yeah, he was really good in AAW. He used to be in a faction with uh, Eddie Kingston, David Starr, and um, Jeff Cobb for a little bit. Jeff Cobb, yeah. Oh, They're yeah. called Wrestling Without the E. Right. They don't need the E. They don't need talking. the E. <laughs> it's just about wrestling. <laughs> They're going to unionize, brother. <laughs> Shout out to David Starr. Yeah. the independent. But this promo he cut was just hilarious. He's like, he's like yeah, um, I'm Cameron Grimes. I can't do it. I can't do a Southern accent. But <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he deserves so much more than what he's getting given. And he, he's like, yeah, Finn Balor was just out here talking, talking all about like all these people in the backstage. Well, he's lucky that wasn't me that jumped him because if it was me, I'd just walk right up to him and slap him in the face. <laughs> but as soon as he mentions the name Finn Balor, you see Finn like slowly walking up from the back. Right. The way they did this was perfect because it was as great. As Cameron Grimes starts to get more aggressive about what he's saying about Finn, Finn gets closer to him. And then as he says, I want to slap him in the face, he turns and Finn's right next to him. He's like, oh, you want to slap me, huh? want to slap me, huh? What are you going to do? Hit me, hit me, hit me. And then, like, Cameron Grimes starts backpedaling. Like, no, man. Right. <laughs> the Classic best line. Heel. <laughs> the best line. He goes, I'm just trying to do something, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to do something, man. I thought that was so good. He said, please don't squash me. <laughs> I'm just trying to do something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> and then, of course, the chicken shit gets what he deserves. Balor sling blades him. Yep. Dude. And they am- announce <laughs> a match for next week. Yeah, he killed him with the sling blade, too. He hit hard. <laughs> he bumped hard on that one. And I think it'll be a, a great match next week. It won't be a squash. I hope I not. Hope, dude, I hope they- not. Can't. There's this one match that I saw of Trevor Lee in AAW. It's an hour-long match at ACH. And if they give him 15 minutes with Finn Balor, it's going to be insane. Wow. He's, he can go, man. He's so good. He's one of the most underrated dudes that came from the Indies to NXT, in my opinion. So I'm excited about think, that. Do you think that we find out next week who attacked Finn Balor? I don't know who it could be. Like, it's the same thing as that angle we're doing with, like, who kidnapped the Lucha dudes. Right, right. Like, we don't who know. could – it's hard to decide, man. I don't know. Do you think but, they send somebody down from the main roster? That really yeah. wouldn't make sense because Balor's already from. Yeah, I'm trying to think who, that, who it could even be. Give me Kevin Owens. Yeah, that'd be dope. I just give me a takeover level match with Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Do you think Money. we find out next week? Think that person comes out and I could interferes or something. Hopefully, because I I, yeah. I don't know. I think they can't. How long can he go just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you" without any really hints towards it? So I think right. it have to be next week. And do you think they're doing this because they're putting the Walter feud on a back burner for? Yeah, which sucks because I that I think that's the match that I'm most upset is being postponed because of all this COVID stuff. Because that match was gonna be that was I don't know if they've ever wrestled, but that was gonna be insane. Yeah, I'm excited for that and the blood and guts when yeah. if that ever happens. It's gonna happen. There's no way Cody's letting that not happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cody's gonna be in a War Games match. You better bet. Right. <laughs> he's not. He's not letting it happen. Go away. But. I think that's going to be a great match. And the next, the only thing they had left on NXT this week was the main event, which uh, was Dream versus Adam Cole. And it was a decent match, but it to me, it didn't really feel like an Adam Cole title match. What do you think? Do you think it's because there's no crowd for the Adam Cole Bebe chant along? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's Adam really Cole, weird. Baby. <laughs> like, he... like, I, I feel like I hear it, but I, I'm just like, oh, maybe not. Maybe it's just. 
if you pay know. attention, his voice sounds so funny when it does it. Just because, like, <laughs> he doesn't have the whole arena chanting with yeah. him. Every time, every week I've seen him do a match and it's no crowd. I just laugh. But I love Adam Cole. He's... Yeah, the match was good. I thought the match was okay, but like you said, it didn't have that title. Adam Cole title yeah. match feel. Yeah. His, his title matches are normally like barn burners. Like, Definitely. And I don't. I don't think they can should continue this feud because it kind of really hasn't had no. much heat to me. It seems like, yeah, and Dream it's just there. Dream usually to your to your point has a yeah. He always has real good matches too, but yeah, it's, it's just, weird that this one just didn't. I, it, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And then they had the weird, <laughs> like the weird finishing, like segment area part where the U. Undisputed Era starts coming down. That might have been what did it for me. That might, that might might have been what kind this of... This man, spilled. Dexter Loomis, slides out from under the ring. That pissed me off. Like, this man... <laughs> that pissed him off. <laughs> what is he doing under there? <laughs> he doing? He's got heat. You got heat with him. I just don't understand. Like, explain something, either. please. <laughs> he's right. Just, he just appears. Like, he just appears from under the ring, and <laughs> who knows? I have no idea, because... They're obviously we're we're pushing Dexter Loomis as a heel. He's a creepy heel. He's he's just, he's just a weirdo. And he's then, just definitely a weirdo. I expected him to turn on Velveteen and maybe set something up there, but they didn't. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Cause I I really don't think this food should go on after this because he lost. It was Dream lost. Like as simple as that. Yeah, and it's rare. And and this was I feel like this is rare. Maybe you can point out something more more recent that's happened. But the ref took a bump in this match. Yeah, he did. Which I feel like I haven't seen in a long time. Have you? Um, not in NXT, really. That's a. I mean, the main, the the big shows at AEW, yeah, uh, yeah. WWE. I've seen like a few like little ref bumps, but I don't. That was. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it was. But with that that being said, I I think that's why they're gonna keep. Even though I agree with you, I think that's why they're going to keep this feud going because Velveteen had it won. Yeah. The classic ref takes the bump, but he's down, so he can't yeah. three count. Undisputed exactly. error comes out to help, and then that sets up the Dexter Loomis weird ass. Well, the ref, the ref took the bump during all that because he because Loomis threw Bobby Fish into the ref. That oh, Okay, okay. That's right. That's right. So, so I don't know, man. I, I don't think they should continue this feud. It just hasn't really had any heat on it right they really Definitely haven't done not. much with it it's just been matches seems like to me yeah and so I, I don't know but and also he uh dream lost to a last shot just one last shot and yeah and a super kick yeah a super a kick, super kick a into last a last shot, shot which <sighs> how many of those did johnny organo eat <laughs> right about 35 <laughs> so yeah they're not exactly doing him any favors yeah, I don't think it should go on because it wasn't even a long match. Like one last shot, Johnny Gargano went like <laughs> almost an hour and took like seven last shots and still barely lost. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it, but but in the end, Adam yeah. Cole, baby, is still the champ. So <laughs> he retains. Yep. I guess we'll see. But that was NXT for this week. I think the obvious <laughs> highlight of that show was Killer Cross. Like, oh, for sure. He stole the show, and I think, I think he has to be the one to take the belts off Adam Cole. I, you think? You think they push him all the way there? 
who else? Like, I mean, they could go Keith Lee. I think that could be good, but I think Keith I Lee think should... Killer. I'm just going to, like you said last week, I'm just calling him Killer Cross. I'm, I'm yeah, not fucking yeah. this carrying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling him Killer Cross, and I think he I think he should be the one to take the belt off of Adam Cole because he's he looks like a star, man. Adam Cole has that star quality, and I think Killer Cross, just looking at him, also has that star quality. And I think they could have some great yeah. matches. I could see kill I could see Cross getting the North American belt first, which I'm fine with. Yeah, definitely. I could see that too. And then I could see Keith Lee getting pushed up to the to a title title spot. Now I would sure. definitely be cool with Keith Lee having a uh, main NXT title run. He's Keith Lee's so good, man. You know, Karrion Cross sounds like his uh his gimmick should be is like a religious gimmick. <laughs> like he's a, like a Cross, Jesus, yep. Like a Jesus gimmick, yeah. Cause I, I get it, cause Carrion is like a like a vulture that preys on like dead flesh and animals and stuff. That's what it means. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. But if you got to explain it like that, what's you know? I kind of missed. Yeah, I miss it. If you don't, if you have to have to explain it to me, it's interesting, man. I don't know. It's very. I don't know. But we'll see, do you think also? Do you think they do that entrance every week, or do they hold on to it? I think do it every week until it gets old because it's sick. <laughs> there you go. That's what they do with the the fiend too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I think we both would agree that AEW obviously had the better show this week. Yes, and I don't know, but what are the ratings? What are the do the ratings agree? They definitely do. AEW Ooh. this week had seven hundred thirty-two thousand, which is uh, thirty-nine thousand up from last week. And oh wow. NXT had six hundred sixty-three thousand, which is still up from last week. They had they had a twenty-six thousand bump from last week, but still, AEW's clearly ahead. Another one for the good guys, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think it's hard to be AEW right now. They're they're in stride, even with no crowd. Like they're just they they understand what the pro wrestling crowd wants right now. Especially working. nowadays, it's new and it's fresh and it's a change from what we're used to with WWE, yeah. which is nice. It, it it was great. And speaking of something that was great, <laughs> this week's throwback show of the week. Woo-wee. We went back to 2004, June 2nd. I was 15. How old were you? 2004, I was seven. No, I was six because my birthday didn't happen this year yet. Yeah, so, I was 14 then because my yeah my birthday hadn't happened at this point yet, so I yeah, was only 14. I was six years old. Wait, oh my god, no, yeah, six years old. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> we went back to June 2nd, 2004 for NWATNA, one of their weekly shows, and man. I hadn't watched some stuff in so long and I loved it. I used to, cause my dad used to buy the pay-per-views and we used to tape them and all that. And it was, it, it's always been really entertaining and been a favorite of mine. So it was really cool to get, go back and watch this. And, and this I know was a pay-per-view, right? Well, all their weekly shows at that time were, were pay-per-view. They oh, would do wow. Week, okay. Yeah, cause they didn't have a network TV show. So they just did pay-per-views. I, I'm pretty sure it was weekly. Yeah, it was weekly. Yeah, it was. I saw in the uh, in the queue that yeah, yeah, yeah. it was every week, but then it has PPV. So I'm like, that's so weird that they would do a pay per view every week. But yeah. I think this was, was like the cheap, last show. Thing. Was they, this the last show until they debuted Impact? 
Yeah, well, this was before Impacts went to t- to Spike, so they had Impact on some sports network. So this was they kept doing the pay per views. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. also had Impact after that. So they okay. So it was like because Impact was in prime time at that point. It was on like 3 p.m. or something like that. So it was like them getting their foot into the TV game. Gotcha. Okay. But this show, what do you think of it? I know you weren't too heavily around watching TV or TNA around this time. So yeah, this is like I, a first introduction for you. Yeah. Like you said, I know you were more into TNA than I was at this time. And this this might have been close to the time where I just stopped watching wrestling altogether. So. Okay. I, I actually enjoyed it. It was awesome to see guys that I know nowadays that some I didn't even know wrestled in TNA at this point. Some of them I didn't know, period. Yeah. So so it's, it'll be interesting to for you to tell me what you know because you watch, you're watching, yeah. and I have no, this is all new to me. <laughs> I was a big TNA mark back in the day. There you go. Six years old, going crazy. <laughs> the one thing I did notice from this show and from our match of the week as well and and you might be able to shine some light on this, but it always seems like back in the six-sided ring, especially the crowd was was the arena next to a trailer park, or was it <laughs> this? Well, at this time they were in Nashville. Okay. They're at the, so the TNA Asylum was in Nashville. I was gonna say it, they're either somewhere in the south or they're somewhere by kind of where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely see that in the crowd for sure. But going into it, so the first match, this oh man, this is so good to see. So it was Team Canada. So at that time they did like a World X Cup, I think it was called. So they had teams from every uh like country. Not every country from but a bunch of countries. So gotcha. That's why they were called Team Canada, because they were on Team Canada. So this team was Bobby Roode and PD Williams. PD Williams, the innovator of the Canadian Destroyer. Beautiful. Against Heavy Metal, which I'm not too familiar from. I think he was like a triple A guy. But okay. he teamed with Jerry Lynn. Man, and man, Jerry, Jerry Lynn's that dude. I actually just Love found seeing Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I just found my TNA era Jerry Lynn autographer yesterday. So shout out to Jerry. And shout this out man, to Jerry for that. <laughs> this match rule, man. They were going crazy. They they had they did a lot, honestly. Like there was a lot going on in this match. And it was just really fun because I hadn't seen this era of stuff in so long and seeing Jerry Lynn work in this era because he could still go at this time. Like, Oh, yeah. He was – it was a fun match. What did you think of it? I know you hadn't seen much of it, so. Yeah, I, I knew about Bobby Roode, obviously. Yeah. I knew Petey Williams from the Canadian Destroyer, basically, is how yeah. I knew him. I had no idea who Heavy Metal is. And, of course, Jerry Lynn's the veteran in this, I, I would assume. Yeah. Definitely. And this was before the six-sided ring? Yeah. So the six-sided ring started, I think, once they went to Spike. Okay. So 2008, 2007, somewhere there? Six or seven, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they had the regular-sided ring, which is fine. It doesn't really matter to me either way. It's just the first thing I noticed. Petey Williams can go and sell his ass off. (laughs) Yeah, Petey Williams was going crazy, man. He's so good. Jerry Lynn threw him out of the ring. And yeah. he kind of oversold it, maybe, <laughs> and he almost smashed his face on the concrete. Dude, it looked rough. Yeah, he threw him hard. Petey was selling like crazy, and 
dude, Showtime Eric Young came out. Eric, Eric looking, Young, yeah. I was he like, was looking wow, crazy okay. young, dude. He looked crazy young. He came out and interfered and had the uh, – so Team Canada back in the day, they used to have the Canadian flag, but it was wrapped around a hockey stick. So they of used course. it as a weapon. The yeah. most Canadian thing you could yep. do. And so they – so he came in and hit him with the hockey stick and Team Canada got the win. And I just had so much fun watching that, man. <laughs> I think Eric Young is the closest thing we'll get to a modern-day Macho Man Randy Savage that we're ever going to get. Wow, that's a really good compliment. Eric Young is I really, awesome. I really man. like Eric Young, yeah. he He's a talent that got wasted in WWE for sure because all this stuff in TNA was awesome. So I'm, Yeah, that's where I first knew about him, and he had a show on Animal Planet. He did like some like fishing show or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, shout out to Eric Young, man. But – Speaking of something that I found extremely entertaining, this man, Monty Brown, <laughs> had a crazy match with Sonny Siaki, which, man, Sonny Siaki, I don't know what happened to him, but that dude ruled Monty Brown. He went on to be in WWE for a little bit and WWE uh, ECW. Okay. He was Marcus Corvon. Yeah, he was Marcus Corvon in WWE. But oh, okay. Monty, Monty Brown was that dude. <laughs> they were brawling in this match, man. They were going all over the arena. They were hitting each other stiff they there was this one like point where they did a nasty flapjack on the bleachers yeah oh oh my god it was nasty but my man Monty hit the pounce (laughs) yeah the pounce is (laughs) (laughs) Monty Brown is jacked he's ripped I wish you could like I think we have to watch another uh, TNA show because his promos he was so charismatic dude because he used to end all his promos with and then I'm going to hit him with the pounce. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and <we> walk away. <laughs> but yeah, his, his, this, the pounce, I'm guess I'm assuming you're talking about it. It's like the Keith Lee yep. body was, check from the side and yeah. just launches him. Yeah. He was the one, he was the first one I saw do it like that. Monty Brown. There was a bunch of innovators on this show, man. People always do it for their moves. <laughs> right, right. And then, oh, actually, after the match, we were just talking about him earlier. Johnny Swinger comes out with Glenn Gilberti and attacks. <laughs> Glenn Gilberti, of course, is Disco Inferno. Yep. Boo. <laughs> I but do they, not like Disco Inferno. Yeah, not a fan. But he comes. they come out and attack Sonny Siaki after for some reason. But Yeah, that, I, this was confusing. You had Disco Inferno, and then who, who was the other one? Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger come out and they start attacking Siaki for some reason, and then another a girl comes out to help them. Yeah, I I don't remember this storyline at all because I was and, six years old. But <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good excuse. So the girl, the the heel girl comes out with them, and then yeah. another babyface woman comes out and they start fighting. Yeah, and, and yeah. If don't you don't know. know, you don't know, I yeah, guess. I don't got an answer for it, but... If you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? That man's <laughs> on this my... show, too. <laughs> yeah, my ass better call somebody. <laughs> but after this match, I think what was my favorite match of the show, Amazing Red against Frankie the Future Kazarian for the X Division title. And, man, this match was so good. <laughs> Yeah, this this was worth if I was to pay for a pay per view. I feel yeah. like besides the main event, this match was also worth so paying. good, dude. Yeah. The, oh my god, this so many people owe Amazing Red their career because this man like 
invented that whole style for the modern because there was the Rey Mysterios, the Eddies, the Psychosis, the uh, all that, those that guys. was the those were the pioneers. Those were the first, and then in between from then and now, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Amazing, Amazing. Red, yep. is definitely in there. He went and took what they did, and then took it to like a different level, doing so much innovative stuff. This oh yeah, my shit God. that I some of the stuff I I don't think I, this is the first time I've seen it. Some of the yeah, shit. Sh- Dude, he's so innovative. He's so good. That code red move. Oh my god! Yeah, he I don't was think the one. I've that... ever seen that. Well, that uh, Yellen does that now. The code red is that like the like the Yoshi Tonic where it's like the destroyer, but they put, he hooks him up on the. Yes, it's like yeah. a sunset, but he sunset flip you know, driver he... type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's dude. He's so good. <laughs> uh, this match ruled, and the finish was crazy. So red was laid out on his back, and then Kazarian grabs his arm. And flips like picks him up into a sister Abigail move, dude. It was nasty. <laughs> yeah, he he was. Oh God, Red did a, early on in the match. Amazing Red did a front flip to the outside, and he almost hit the guardrail because oh, it was yeah. so, like just these guys yeah, were all out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It um that era, Amazing Red, you can't beat it. It was so good. And after that, so last week when we were talking about doing this show. I was going through the card of this. Oh <laughs> yes, I know you. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going through the card of this, and I see D Ray three thousand, and I'm like, okay, who was D Ray three thousand? So I click on it, and for some reason, the side I was on took me to Devon Dudley, <laughs> and, and I lost my mind. Like, there's no way they call Devon Dudley D Ray three thousand in TNA. That's and, botched, dude. <laughs> and we get to the show, and it was for sure not Devon. It was Dudley. not Devon Dudley. This man was quite the opposite of Devon. Yeah. He was just, I guess it was a gut check contestant. And gut check was their, like, their version of like tough enough type thing. Okay. So that he, makes sense. He gets killed by Abyss. And man, yeah. Abyss used to rule, man. He used to beat the hell out of people. D Ray does an interview before the match and he just says, Man, I'm fucking geeked up <laughs> before the match. <laughs> He's a man, I don't know, man, but I'm fucking geeked up. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, shit. You ate 3,000 going crazy out here. Yeah, he was of, it seemed to be like the, I mean, the crowd was popping for him. Yeah, I guess he, yeah. Until, like you said, Abyss came out. Abyss is one of the best big guys, I think. Yeah, dude, Abyss rules. He slept on, I think, for sure. I loved Abyss, man. His theme was sick. He was sick. He used to be with Father James Mitchell, who was a legend. Yep. The Sinister Minister. That's he was used to be in ECW mm-hmm. with Mikey Whipwreck and Tijeri, yep, yep. who was their manager. Yep, but man, I love I just love seeing Abyss. <laughs> it's somebody else I love. Comes out next with <laughs> this is a very interesting match. He's just a common man. <laughs> <laughs> the American Dream. He was going for the NWA Tag Team titles, Dusty Rhodes and James Storm against Kid Cash in Dallas. And- Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream Daddy, if you will, <laughs> with James Storm, the cowboy, <laughs> and then getting funky like a monkey with a great promo beforehand, yeah. of course. You got to have legend, the promo. Man. Dusty, this is, this is before Dusty obviously went to NXT yeah. to help there. He can still – he's – the, the fucking crowd still he popping so for over, Dusty. Man. He was over. He was the most over person in the match. Yeah. 
You had him and James Storm against Kid Cash. In Dallas. In, in Dallas. Dallas. Dallas is also now known as Lance Archer. No shit. You didn't notice that? I didn't fucking even notice. <laughs> yeah, that's Lance Archer, Holy man. shit. Okay, well, yeah, there he, you go. He was a Kid Cash's storyline cousin back in the day, and they I, were tag champs. My mind is blown. That's a shit. <laughs> yeah, that was Lance Archer back in the day. Dallas, wow. he's gone by a lot of names. He was Lance Hoy, uh, Vance Archer at one point with a V for some reason. <laughs> that, that name sucks. <laughs> yeah, very much so. It sounds like a shitty, like, Von Dutch clothing line. But I didn't even know Kid Cash did anything after ECW. Oh, yeah, I think Kid he Cash. wasn't he in. Yeah, he was, was in, he in the one night stand. Oh, he might. Like when he they was, brought it back. He was in WWE while, for a while, too. He used to tag team with uh, Jamie Noble. They were the Pitbulls type. They were like a, something like that. Oh, I think they were called yeah. the Pitbulls. Yeah. He was in WWE for okay. a little bit, too. But his TNA run was actually really good. He was healing it up. <laughs> he got a lot of. He was, it was really fun seeing him again. I used to love Kid Cash. I was Big just fan. so fo- – I missed all of this, and I'm just so focused on Dusty, like just yeah. trying to take <laughs> everything he's saying or doing. He did as much as he could with his age. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, but, yeah, it was it was great. It was fine. It was entertaining, man. It was, it was just fun to see Dusty work. Kid Cash and Dallas were just being heels. And yep. It was fun. Kid Cash has one of the best brain busters ever. In my opinion, oh yeah, he dude, he he was a great, great wrestler in this yeah, his, match, especially. His brain buster was like one of my favorites. He used to, I don't know, he like he had like a quick snap on it, and I love that with a brain buster. Yeah, so sick. But they um, uh, they did the job, dead if you will. Yep, for uh, the tag champs. So Dallas hits Storm with a lead pipe while the referee's distracted, and Kid Cash gets the pin. So they retain the tag belts. And then next, we move on to the main event after a few promos, which was the King of the Mountain match, the first ever, which is one one of the reasons I wanted to do this show, because I don't mm. think you had seen this. So the King of the no, Mountain match. No, this is the first I've ever heard of it. To explain the rules a little bit, it's a reverse <laughs> ladder match, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a reverse of what you originally would think a ladder match would work. It's kind of like what makes the most sense in a ladder match, and they just kind of yeah, do the opposite. Yeah. So a reverse ladder match is, well, King of the Mountain is a reverse ladder match where you have to hang the belt to win the match, but before you can hang the belt, you have to score a pinfall. And if you get pinned, you yeah. got to go into the penalty box for two minutes. Which is like a small like one- or two-man cage. Yeah, it's like a really small cage right in front of the ring. It was so odd and convoluted. It seemed like because I did, even when they tried to explain it, before, yeah. like at the beginning of the show, totally yeah, went over it. my head. And then once I watched the match, I'm like, okay, I kind of I get it. Yeah, but it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the match was Ron the Truth Killings during the three LK area, the three live crew, yep. which was him, three live crew, Conan, and BG James, also known as the Road Dog Jesse James. <laughs> And I used to love the 3LK, man. They used to have this. They just, Conan, they just all, were all good promo guys, honestly. Cause this yeah, era, all three. That's a great That's a great combination of wrestlers. Those three to, guys are just great. Yeah. You can't go wrong. We got to go back and watch some of the six-man tags. It was so fun, man. This was when Conan could still go, too. He was yeah. 
it was awesome but it was though it was Ron the truth killings defending the nwa tna uh championship against the wildcat chris harris who is a uh, one half of america's most wanted which is uh james storm's actual tag partner not dusty and right. then the they phenomenal- went on to be beer money or was that somebody else Beer money was him and uh, Bobby Root. Oh, okay, okay. Which, dude, that's one of my favorite tag teams ever. Uh, have, wow. Did you get to see any of that? No, I I knew that. Oh, I knew man. James Storm was in that on that team. I didn't know Bobby Root was the other guy. Oh, we got. Oh my God, there's so much TNA you got to watch, man. I know that pretty much everything. <laughs> only bits and pieces I got. It's kind of uh, like WCW. I'm finding a beer money match. We're watching it. They had, dude. They had <laughs> such good chemistry, man. It was amazing. But I'm down. So the match was Chris Harris, AJ Styles, Raven, and that man, Jeff Jarrett, which, dude, this era, Jeff Jarrett, I love so much because he was such an asshole. Of course. This is, this is coming off the, the slap nuts, don't yep. piss me off, yep. Jarrett. And he, he was like the booker of this technically, I think, at the time. So it was awesome. Yeah, him so and good. Russo was – because Vince Russo was the one that you yeah. would pin somebody, that the person would go to the penalty box. Vince and then Russo, you would take would the belt from Russo. Yep. Who looks like Ace Ventura. <laughs> With the leather jacket on. His life. He's got the sideburns. He's got yep. the, the comeback. He did follow us on Twitter. Shout out he to did. Vince Shout Russo. Out to Russo. He followed us on Twitter, which is crazy. That's the swerve, bro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just uh, – it was chaos. The whole match was fucking chaos. Dude, AJ hits this crazy like springboard something over the penalty box. <laughs> Dude, it was like because the penalty box was probably like, would you say like a six by six at least? Like it was. Yeah, it went it to the top of the big. ring post, like the top of the ring post. It was yeah. level with that. It was decently like long too, so like he, he yeah. got some distance on that dive. <laughs> but it was just yeah, a yeah. You could match. you could fit two people in there. Yeah. It was fun, though, because at one point, Jarrett hit his stroke from the apron to the guardrail, which was nasty, which – and I, it was just a fun – like, it's a interesting match stipulation type thing, but it was it was, it was yeah. just fun to watch. I thought it was fun. Other than the penalty box concept, it was your classic kind of six-man yeah. ladder match, yeah. But this – so – Later on in his career, Jarrett would go on to call himself the king of the mountain. And the reason is the finish comes where he oh, he yep. takes his guitar and whacks truth while he's on the ladder. And then Jarrett hangs the belt. So Jeff Jarrett was, I think, at this point, a three-time NWA champion. And yeah. Also, I can't skip over this. Jeff Jarrett's TNA theme was so good. <laughs> Let me talk about Ravens first. Oh my god, Because it's just the it's offspring. It's literally just the offspring without the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's very WCW. Yeah. WCW loved to take everybody's songs and just of course. <laughs> DDP. But what was Jared's what what was Jared's was it a ripoff or was it just No, it was just sick. <laughs> Don't wanna oh, okay. hear your big mouth up in my world. Just it's terrible. Like, <laughs> oh, like oh. it's so bad, but it's so good for a theme song. <laughs> it's so. But was sick. it better than spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands <laughs> on the clock keep hey, too slow? I think so. I think I think it beats it out. 
Oh, oh, I don't know. Which, ironically, Road Dog sings that song. No way. What? Yeah, Road Dog. That was the that was the off track, but that was the gimmick. Was Jeff Jarrett was the country music star, and wrote the roadie was Road Dog Jesse James, and he was the one that actually sang the songs, and Jarrett just took credit for it, and I he actually sang that. the theme song. Yeah, he. Wow. That was early. That was early Double J, where he wore the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out on the horse and everything. Yep. Yeah, this is, I love TNA, man. So watching this show was so fun. And we're we not stopping with the TNA there because the match of the week. Well, first, what are your final Ooh, thoughts on that on that show? On I, the, I, I really liked it. There were yeah. some things I didn't like. There were some things I really did like. The King of the Mountain match, I, I also forgot to say this. AJ Styles takes a nasty bump from the ladder, and they, they do the typical push the ladder over right when he grabs oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right on top of the penalty box. Yeah. No give on that. Yeah. <laughs> but the main event, the Amazing Red match, and Kazarian, those were the, the highlights of this of this show, pay-per-view. But, and of course, Dusty. How could I forget that? And it was just a – it was a it was a good time throwback time – Time machine throwback that I didn't watch at the time, yeah. but I knew bits and pieces of. Definitely, definitely. And another thing that we throw back and you didn't get to see up, but you, we watched this week. We went back for this week's match of the week to 2005. We stayed with the TNA theme and we went to Unbreakable 2005. The triple threat, which a lot of people say is probably the best match in TNA history and one of my favorite triple threats ever. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels for the X Division title. And I'm going to let you explain what you thought about this match first. So these three guys right off the bat, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. Those are the first, when you say TNA, those are the first three names that come to mind. Obviously you had, obviously you had the stars, you had the stings, you had the Hogan's, you had everything else in between the dusty roads. These three guys are that this is what TNA was, was these three guys. I know that even from not watching that much. Definitely. And well, also with that being said, this match just goes to show that these also these three guys are Hall of Famers, and I don't say Hall of Famers as in a WWE Hall of Fame. Just yeah. it just these guys are Hall of Famers in any aspect, any company. Some of the best ever to wrestle ever. And they start out a great double team on Daniels to start. Dude, they were kicking the hell out of them. They really were. They were giving it to him. <laughs> And they can all they were all, they could all show that they can fucking go then, yep. and they could probably still all go now. Oh, we yeah, know that definitely. AJ with the f- fucking crazy shooting star to the outside, which I have seen this before. I have I've seen that before in promos yeah. where he does kind of a springboard shooting star to the outside of the ring onto Daniels and and Samoa Joe. But it was just a fucking great match. This was this has to be in a top. 10 or top whatever best matches of TNA. Yeah, definitely. And before that um, springboard shooting star, Daniels does a Arabian moonsault to the outside on Joe, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much happened in this match. At one point, Daniels monkey flips AJ, and AJ goes directly from the monkey flip into a Hurricane Rana. Hurricane Rana. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I love so that. Good. Love that. So good. And then AJ... Uh, Joe hits the Koji clutch, which is like the rear naked choke on Daniels, and AJ breaks up with the spinal tap. Yep. And which is funny because I saw something where AJ said he doesn't do that anymore just because he forgot how to do it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. It's funny. But oh uh, man, just so much. This match was just amazing. And the finish was AJ reversing Daniels' finish, the Angels wing into like a 
like a uh, pin bridge and AJ won the belt. And yep. at this at this at this time, uh, Samoa Joe was undefeated in TNA, and he still didn't get pinned here. So they right, kept, they kept he uses the that old. Uh, well, I didn't. I never got pinned, so I didn't lose. Yeah. But yeah. man, I love this match so much. I'm so glad we went back and watched it. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that you you picked this week because this was awesome, and it yeah. was something that I probably wouldn't have seen without you suggesting it. Yeah, definitely. It was amazing. That's all I can say is amazing. Yeah, and, and it's on YouTube for free. Yep, YouTube for free. Definitely check it out. Unbreakable 2005. Triple bet match for that uh, exhibition title. Yep. And Speaking to, of which, we go from the old to the new. To the new. <laughs> and we're going to talk about which what is happening tomorrow. Today we're recording, and it's Saturday. Tomorrow? Today is May 9th. Saturday, May the 9th, 2020. And tomorrow is Money in the Bank. Money on top of the roof, money in the whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right, right. Titan to yeah. And we're gonna go through and give our predictions of what we think is gonna happen, who's gonna win the belts. And I think we're gonna do a little bit of a wager on We're gonna do a wager. Whoever gets the most, whoever calls the most predictions and gets them right is gonna be the winner. And whoever doesn't has to do the job. <laughs> We haven't really decided what the punishment or prize is going to be yet, but right by the time we record tomorrow after the show, I think I think we'll figure something out. Well, you just gave away the finish, brother. <laughs> We're going to give you guys a bonus show. Yes, sir. So we're going to have it fresh off the fucking papers, fresh, ready to go. Right. As soon as Money in the Bank ends, we're going to have our after show, our thoughts. The winner will reign supreme, and the loser shall cry tears. I ain't doing the job, but oh god! <laughs> but I guess we'll let's start it off. The first match I see on here is the SmackDown tag title match, and it's yep. the New Day who are the champions going against Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho, or however that song goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sucked. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> Is them against the Lucha House Party against the Forgotten Sons and Forgotten Sons getting a quick tag title top shot. They are, and I want to hear what you, what you're, who do you, who, who you picking? I, uh, I think Miz and Morrison are taking it. Honestly. Really? That hadn't even crossed my mind. Really? What do you think? Yeah, go going into this, I thought I'm like, well, we'll probably have some of these will probably be the same. Yeah. But no, I, at first I thought, first I thought Forgotten Sons. Okay. But New Day just won the belts three weeks ago. And, I mean, WWE's done crazier things. Yeah. But I think New Day retains. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Well, I guess that could be the deciding factor. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. We shall see. But moving on, we got the SmackDown Women's Titles match, which is Bailey against Tamina. There's nobody meaner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bailey's winning. There's there's no way to be to beat. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's no way. But here's also a little side bet, maybe, maybe okay. not. Okay. I think Sasha doesn't. It, Sasha comes out. I don't know if she helps or what she does. Okay. But I think by the end of it, Sasha turns on Bailey. Hmm. Well, I don't know. That's I'll say yes. I'll say she'll come out and they'll tease that. But it's not going to happen. Okay. So if if it ends up we're tied, which I guess there's no way for that to happen because we didn't 
well, I guess it could still happen, but yeah. if we're tied, that could be the deciding factor. Okay. So, I think they've they've teased that for so long. They're not going to do it for a while. I think they're just going to keep teasing it forever. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it would be the first time we've seen that, but yeah. they've been teasing it a while. Yeah, for like years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it was just crazy. <laughs> but the next match that I have on here is the Universal Championship match. Braun Strowman. Boo against Bray Wyatt. Not The Fiend, from what I've gathered. I think it's just regular Bray, Bray Wyatt. I think so, too. That's what I'm getting. And I think Braun retains. Unfortunately, I agree. <laughs> Unfortunately, I agree. Do you think because it's Bray Wyatt and not The Fiend, do you think it's a squash? I hope not. <laughs> I, I also hope not. But I think, it might, I think it might be. Oh, God. Well, we'll see. Man, for uh, something this is kind of unrelated, but have you noticed that they've been keeping Roman Reigns completely erased from history on TV right now? I saw that. I saw that. I, I just, I mean, I haven't really noticed it, but I haven't really been watching that in Intently, detail. Yeah. But I saw reports on that. I saw thumbnails on YouTube. What is up with that? Why are they not? Because he's staying home. I guess he. I, I've heard reports that there's heat. I've heard reports that they just don't want people to. I don't know why you would want them to forget about him, but I, it's just weird because they they showed the replay of when Seth cashed in the money in the bank when it was uh, Brock versus Brock uh, Roman versus Roman Reigns, yeah, at WrestleMania, and Seth pinned Roman for that. <laughs> and during the thing, they cut to black during the pin. They they show they show Seth stomping Brock, and then it cuts to black, and you hear the the audio of the one two three. Then it comes back as he's holding the belt. Like so weird, man. Really weird. <laughs> Which is weird because they ju- we just had the whistleblower last week in the news talking about this whoever John quote unquote yeah. Yeah. saying that I don't want to go to my higher ups because I'm afraid I'll get fired. This isn't really helping them. Yeah, definitely prove that wrong. Yeah, definitely weird. But yeah, that was kind of a sidebar. But I think it's just you might be getting over though. Yeah. Because of it, <laughs> I, I could see that for sure. But I think we both agree that Braun's keeping the belt. Unfortunately, I think. Yep. Uh, uh, I I didn't really I like, I was cool with Braun before until I heard his take on independent wrestling, and that's kind of pissed me off. Yeah, he did go. I, I'm with you, but he he apologized. I it think was a he half-ass probably got apology. Yeah, he probably got heat from some of the guys that are in WWE. I bet. Yeah, definitely because there's. A, 90% of the roster came from the indies. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, Just a dumbass thing to say. We yeah. all make mistakes, but he just yeah. doesn't seem... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the next match, I think we're both going to agree on again. WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins. Yes, no I would agree. Drew's losing that. Drew's keeping that belt. Yeah, I think Murphy comes in. What? Where's AOP been? I think Razor is injured. Okay. So I guess they're just done <laughs> right right okay yeah i could yeah we're, we're in agreement on who wins it how he wins it i don't know yeah i think it's just it, it should be a clean win i don't think it yeah. should be like a weird finish but hopefully they give him time like we said earlier i really want that to be a good match yeah me too and the next two matches i guess well it's not really two matches because it's happening at the same time i was time. gonna say it's gonna be the same time <laughs> but so i i have it separated into a women's and a men's still obviously so yeah, women's money in the bank. Nia Jax, Oscar, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Carmella, 
and Dana Brooke. Uh, I think it's got to be Shano, right? I'm with you. Yep, we're in agreement. Uh, it, I think it has to be Shayna. Like, where else it's could somebody? It be? If not Shayna, it's one of the three from Raw. I don't see anybody from SmackDown getting it. Yeah, I, I think Shayna. I think it's got to be Shayna. I just don't see any way it's going to be anybody besides Shayna. Yeah, maybe if I think a close second, maybe Nia. I don't see either anybody besides Nia Jax well, or Shayna winning. I think they might go Nia because the reason Becky's the man is because that punch from Nia, so they could go there. Are you doing a swerve on me, bro? I'm not, but I'm just saying. I think it's going to be Shayna, but I'm oh. saying if they go Nia, that's what they would do for storyline. But you're official. Yeah, of, official is Shayna. Okay, yeah, m- me too. But I think they could. there could be a cool story if they go Nia, but I okay. think it's going to be Shayna. And then the men's money in the bank match? I don't know, man. I, what are you thinking for this one? This was hard. This, I think, was the hardest one for me to pick. Yeah. Because all the rest of them are, I don't know, they're pretty much, Yeah, you know where they're going. This one is weird because, go over who's in it again. It's AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, Otis, Tucky. <laughs> Tucky's not in it. I just wanted to say Tucky. <laughs> Otis and Barry yeah. Corbin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we can, ironically, we can uh, cut Otis out of this. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm going Alistair Black. I'm going for, with Alistair Black, but I can okay. see Baron Corbin winning it also. I would love Alistair Black because Alistair Black is that dude. That dude, dude. I just don't see how it. Here's the things. Here's my two, the two things things that make me think it's not going to be Aleister Black. Okay. Number one, because I can guarantee you, like we just talked about, one of the women from Raw are going to win that one. So I yeah. don't see both Raw, oh, wow. Raw getting on both ends. Hmm. So, that's a good uh, That makes point. me want to go with Corbin. That makes me want to go oh, with Barry That Corbin. sucks. <laughs> that it definitely sucks. sucks. It definitely sucks. <laughs> I was thinking AJ. Okay. But Oh man, that actually that sucks. There probably will be somebody from SmackDown because I don't think Danielson needs it. No, at all. I think I want him to stay doing the thing with Gulak because I've I've been thinking that's really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't see and Otis for sure is the last. Or wait, who's the other one on SmackDown? Otis and Corbin. That's it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't see Otis (laughs) winning it. Give me Otis dropping Braun Strowman. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's not my picks. That's not happening. But I would love to see that. Who's going off the building? Somebody's getting thrown off. All right, okay. That's another side that we could do. Who's getting thrown off the building? Yeah. Oh fuck. I'm saying Corbin. Get this man out of here. Oh, I want Corbin, but I don't think it's gonna be Corbin. I think. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe one of the girls. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Shayna throws Carmella off the building. I could see that. Or Nia Jax throwing one of the guys off the building. Nia Jax throwing Baron Corbin off the building. (laughs) Nia Jax throwing Otis off the building. (laughs) On the ground. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're going together. He grabs her. They go down like New Jack and uh, Jack Victories or uh, Vic Grimes style. (laughs) Nia Jax grabs Otis. I can't feel my legs. That's all right. You ain't gonna need them. (laughs) Bombs away. So good. But uh, I don't know, man. I think Corbin's going off the roof. I hope. And uh, oh man, I really don't want to be a Corbin. Yeah, I really hate that I made that point. 
Because he's already the king of the ring, too. Like, yeah, king of the but, ring and money in the bank at the same year. Yeah, but that that's a big, that's a huge push. Um, Alistair Black. Well, the only reason I say Alistair Black is because he's he's had vignette after vignette and week after week of like, yeah. who's going to stop me? Who can stop me? So like, I don't know. My heart wants to go Alistair Black because first of all, he's a great wrestler and he's a good dude. Like as a shoot, but I think it's got to be either AJ or Corbin, but I'm going to have to go AJ just because I'm not, I'm not choosing Baron Corbin. <laughs> and also we got, so, okay. Well, the champion is Braun. You say he's a heel, right? Well, maybe he's just um, a heel because the way I view him. I think they're they're portraying him to be a baby face, but but by the but the crowd, I think would boo him over the fiend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of yeah. And then if we have Shayna, who's a heel, went Becky, taking Becky, the yeah. briefcase. Yeah, Becky's obviously the baby face. So. Do you go two heels with the money in the bank? Obviously, the briefcase works better for you if you are a heel. But I, it's rough. The men's was the hardest one for sure. But I'm going AJ. That's my lock. Going AJ. Yeah, that's my pick. Ah, I'm gonna go Alistair Black. I'm gonna stick with it. I like Alistair Black. I'm gonna go with my heart, even though that's probably not what's gonna happen. Yeah. So we'll have to write these down for sure, and we'll. I guess we'll see tomorrow night what's going to happen, but I think. And is there a pre-show or no? I haven't seen anything about a pre-show, so. But if there is a pre-show, it's got to be the tag, the raw tag belts. And then. And the Intercontinental title. And there's no U.S. title match either. Because actually, I think earlier I switched up because isn't Andrade the U.S. champion? Because that's on Raw now, right? Correct. So, yeah, Andrade's the U.S. champion. Who's Intercontinental champion? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, yeah. And he's not working right now, so he's not going to be on it. He said he's not coming in, I think. I'm pretty sure, because that's why okay. Corbin has been hanging down with Nakamura and Cesaro. That's right. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. weird. Three belts left off a of pay-per-view, though. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. And this is – so, if they're – I thought the way they were going to do this Money in the Bank was that they were going to start the show with the Money in the Bank and then cut back to it during the show. Like between the matches, but there's not enough matches for them to do that now. See, I didn't even think about that, but that's probably what they will do because. But it's gonna be. Is it gonna? I don't know. There's man. only that's four, a lot there... of shit you're cramming in together with two matches going on at the same time. They're climbing yeah. a skyscraper to the roof. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how they do it, but. So you think that it starts off with the Money in the Bank matches, and then we go through the other matches, and then once they get to the roof, that's where your main event basically starts? I think so, yeah. They'll cut back in between to see that's like some people. Perfect. I think that'd be a cool way to do it. I, don't, like, I wouldn't say that's perfect, but that's ideal. That sounds ideal for what they're trying to do. Because I think it'd kind of get too much to see 12 people going up the le- like. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes, but I think that'd be a cool way to do it. If I was booking it, if I had the pencil, <laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> Give him the pencil, Breda. Give it to me. And I'm putting Cor- Barry Corbin off the roof. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I guess that's all we have for today. We'll be back recording tomorrow for the recap show to give you our reaction to the show. But And to for- give me the belt, Breda. Hey. You're doing the job. Oh. You're going to take my finish. Uh, uh, it ain't about to go down like that. 
<laughs> I'm going to take liberties. There you go. Get your <laughs> shit in. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Cage, Mr. GMSI. There you go. <laughs> Did you know that's what that stands for? Swolverine. What's up? Did you know that that's what st- that stands for? Mr. Mm-hmm. GMSI, Mr. Get My Shit in. No, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's what his nickname is. That's yeah. a great. That's a great gimmick. That's a really good nickname. <laughs> At least he's up front with it. Yeah, but yeah, that's all we got for this week. So, if you got Spotify, follow us on there. Share. We've got. We're on a bunch of other platforms too. We're working on getting on iTunes. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Okay. But we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at XNABX219. Figured it out this week. There you go. I got I'm on, I'm on the I'm on the ball. And then I'm on Twitter at fat Tony. Fat X Tony. A lot of X's. <laughs> Straight edge. <There> you go. <laughs> Vegan baby. And uh I'm Burning Hammered on Twitter and Instagram. And this week I'm gonna go ahead and shout out my band. Follow Karma MWHC on Twitter and Instagram. If you're Ooh. into hardcore music. If you're into good shit. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> but and then the show, you can go on Instagram at Go Home Pod, and then on Twitter is at the Go Home Pod. So go ahead, make sure you follow us. If you're liking the show, go ahead and share it with your friends. We've got a lot of good support so far, and really appreciate that. Really appreciate all the support and love you guys are giving us. Appreciate it. Karma new release, best shit to come out in 2020. I'm calling it right now. Hey. Best shit to come out of this pandemic. I'll tell you that right now. That's what I, that's what I like to hear. I'm, I'm really hoping everybody likes it when it comes out. So keep an eye out for that. You're up for that. What do you want to say? And we'll be back tomorrow recording the Money in the Bank review. And, and that's that'll be we, up this probably around the time this goes up too. Uh, this should probably be up tomorrow Sunday, and okay. then Monday probably morning. Okay. The, uh, yeah. Money in the Bank review will be up. So that's all we got. So it's time to go home.